0: The JSA Clicks podcast, the show where we discuss high-level competitive, casual, and everything in between. Your host is Jay Solomon, and now onto the show.
1: Hey everyone, this is the JSA Clicks podcast episode. I think it, I actually know it this time. I think it's 84 because we recorded the last one so recently that I actually remember. Um, we discussed the competitive hero clicks environment as well as alternate formats that are currently relevant. I'm your host Devin Owens, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, who I am better than at the moment because I went the furthest in Worlds. We have as. Hey, what's going on, Jackson? How's it going? And Jay
0: um last i heard uh 3-1 was a much better record than 1-3 in teams
2: yeah okay
0: you guys <laughs> all beat me in teams by a
2: lot <laughs> by a lot yeah I, was gonna say, I think i did better than uh, all of you guys in teams
1: i mean individually everybody here beat me in teams uh <laughs> and as beat our team in teams um yeah. So today we're talking about worlds. We're gonna talk quickly about our team worlds experience. We're not gonna go like full round by round, but we'll each talk about like what we played and uh, any particularly interesting matchups and stuff. Um, and then we'll move on to singles worlds, where we will go round by round, uh, because despite everything having rotated and it not actually being that relevant, uh, it's still somewhat interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah so team worlds uh jay jackson and i played on one team and as ran it back with the team from last year because you know when you win <laughs> yeah
2: i me and tj are super superstitious so yeah uh, we wanted to keep it the same
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah i mean it was notorious in the end uh which we had no way of knowing when we recorded the episode we found out literally when we landed in memphis a good amount nope. of notice to have in for the
3: format of a thing.
0: I mean, it was two days or three days. Yeah, 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 we had two days.
3: <laughs> I
2: didn't really uh, even know until we got to the hotel.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: didn't we, uh, what didn't we go over?
1: <laughs> yeah, Um. so I guess we should start with a few updates to our Team Worlds episode. One is, we did not know that Zod existed when we recorded it. Which was um, (laughs) vaguely relevant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's very good. Jay, you played Zod, right? How was he?
0: That is correct. He was very good. Yeah. And
1: he's an uncommon... uh, By far the best uncommon attacker in the set. Um, Like, had we known that he existed, we would have been much more positive on the format. So, you know, mea culpa a bit, but there was actually no way for us to know. The other one is uh, Saturn Queen. I think Mm -hmm. we very unfairly dismissed that figure at 100. Um, Partially my never look at anything but the bottom dial bias there. Uh, But to be fair, Az didn't call me out on it with his never look at anything but top dial. Yeah, I got tricked.
2: Um, No, yeah, she's great. Um, Yeah, I mean,
1: it turns out that, like, uh, very hard to break away from because they can prob you twice. And 19 defense shape change super senses figure is just really good and sealed. Yes. Yeah, and if they hit the shape change, they damage you. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, basically, the the thing was, like, when you have 100-point figures with no movement attack, they look bad. Yeah. But the way that the format actually shook out, it turned out she was just really good.
3: I watched a, a Saturn Queen beat a Super Air Prime camo just because it kept wow. hitting shape change. Yeah. And, like, it just kept working. Wow. Um. Another character that I I don't
2: think at least I was very high on in the Team field episode was Bizarro. Um, yep. Bizarros were incredibly annoying uh, to play against because generally the teams that had them had multiples of them.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I didn't see him at all, um, so I I don't remember what I thought of him, but I didn't I don't have any way to update because I I did not play against one or
0: anything. Plus yeah. hyper. I played against uh, the the second place or Zach Brazier's second place team that had two of them, and they were pretty good. Yep.
3: Yep.
1: Yeah. So um, let's just go around and say what we played and vague summary of our matches. I guess uh, I played the rage deadshot thing that we talked about with double barrier. Um it was very, very good, except that <laughs> I played against a lot of black atoms. Um and Black Adam doesn't care about all of your barriers. And also uh Deadshot doesn't ignore all defense powers, he just deals penetrating damage. So unless you can get Black Adam to click three by some other method, it's really hard to kill him. Um so I lost one black adam match uh by feeding them enough assassins that they got 400 points and (laughs) i lost the other uh, and i won the other black adam match somehow because my opponent just like made the wrong play at a certain point and tried to run away but deadshot has just like 10 range that sees through everything so i killed his star fight after he ran away and then ran away myself and then (laughs) gets me in time and i won the game if he just like come and attacked anything on my team with his Black Adam. I think he just wins that game, but uh, he made slightly the wrong play. Um, And then I... So that was my one win. I won one game. Uh, I also lost to a team that was just all of the... uh, What's the like Saturn Queen and Thunder King and Lightning King and stuff? What's the Legion of Super Villains? It was like full Legion of Super Super Villains theme. It had the Superman that has it and, and those other three. Um, and I lost that game mostly because during the the team sealed review, we looked at Cosmic King. Went that figure's not very good, and then neglected to like actually talk about him in any detail so i didn't remember what his attack power was which was if he blows up a piece of blocking it deals one damage to everything adjacent to it so i got my entire team one damage on turn one (laughs) yeah and then i missed by one with my dead shot attack on turn two to kill lightning king uh which if he had been on click one i would have hit and won the game so uh yeah I really needed to just pick Wakanda and not stand beside blocking and I win that game fairly easily I think but uh I did not Um yeah. and then the last one I we played against the second place team uh and we all lost that game because their teams were incredible but especially my opponent who was playing Rare Poison Ivy who we called out as being incredible in the in the Episode, yep. as well as Uncommon Harley, who is like good, but especially incredible when you're playing her with the Poison Ivy, because they both retaliate off of each other. uh The Taxi, who can carry both of them, um Amanda Waller and King Shark, uh, and that Jeez. team was just unbeatable. Like it, I That's talked insane. to, I somehow talked to like four people who played against it. I don't know how I found that many people who played against it, but I just like kept running into people who played against it, and all of them were like, I maybe scored a point like how was i supposed to kill anything on that team? I killed Harley Quinn by TKing Rachel Ghoul next to her, outwitting her super senses and rolling a 6 on blades. So, I scored points. Exciting. Cool. <laughs> uh, the the only the only other thing worth mentioning about that game is that I came up with a play that would have allowed me to potentially score some more points by killing King Shark, which involved pulse waving my own entire team um, to put uh polka dot man onto a click where he had sidestep and two damage and riddler clone uh riddler goon onto a click with perplex um and i crit the pulse wave, <laughs> killing my own Riddler goon, <laughs> and putting Polkadot Man past the click where he had two damage. therefore <laughs> making it impossible for me to actually kill King Shark. So, that was funny. Big
0: oofs.
1: It was deeply unlikely for me to kill the King Shark in the first place. My opponent, I needed to, like, hit two sevens, and my opponent needed to miss two super senses or something. But it was theoretically possible until I crit the pulse wave. <laughs> it went from possible <laughs> yeah.
2: to impossible. Yep. yep. So,
1: that was really funny. Uh, like, I, the game was over at that point. So And the 80 points didn't actually end up mattering. Uh, it ended up that uh, Jay, Jack, and I missed the cut by 300 points or one win. So yeah. we needed to win more games or score more points, and we didn't either, despite the- two three- did neither. You too need to win more games. Yeah, I mean, technically, so had sure. you won one more game, we would have made the cut. <laughs>
0: that, lot, the I, fair I, fair? that last yes. game was really close, though. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, yeah. one uh, one more uh, succeeded Zod rolls and so- so. Tell
3: yeah if so i that's... just it, i would have won my last game yeah uh jay what do you play how How'd your games go um
0: yeah so i played most importantly mike the goon um at 15 points for uh just uh empower just amazing, is just amazing especially and mike because uh uh abby peterson was uh looking at her dad's Dragon Ball Z shirt, and she named all the characters correctly except for Krillin, who she named Mike. All
4: right. <laughs>
0: and it's also a reference to um, a line from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. So, the goon. And then the other goon, I had, uh, I had the Black Panther goon, so I had power and enhancement, which is just incredible. Um, and, between, and then uh, I had Harley, uh, the uncommon, who ended up giving the Gotham City Underworld keyword to the uh, Manticoon, which is relevant because of her, you know, effect. And then the actual <laughs> attacking big characters were uh, Metallo and Zod. So, running Child like Psychic Blast, 12-4. I mean, Metallo is 11-3 range, combat expert, but yeah. Uh, so, some leadership and power enhancement. Superman enemy with uh, two wild cards. Or, sorry, two Superman enemies and two wild cards is amazing. Uh, yes, the only thing I didn't really have was Probe. Uh, and I guess in theme, technically, for putting map but whatever. Um, but yeah, Harley plus empower was just
4: generally really, really good. Obviously, that's about it for the strategy of the team.
0: Any
1: games yeah. you wanted to talk about?
0: Um, uh, Har- uh, game one, Harley crit hit to kill injustice Superman. Uh, was at one point she gets 11-3, uh, nice. close combat expert. Uh, so, yeah, she did that. Uh, game... Oh, man. Game 3, I played against Necron, who basically... Uh, at 40, who basically healed all the way to the top because he also had Green Arrow. And I basically spent that whole game just fighting Necron. Uh, that was really, really yeah. rough. Yeah. Uh, game 2, I'm having a hard time remembering. I think I just won... Uh, I think my opponent uh, misplayed their chase wonder woman. I killed it pretty quickly. And then I think I just, yeah, that was just a pretty quick game. Uh, and then the last game yeah, uh, against Zach Brazier uh, at one point uh, I had a deal before Zod with the plus two bonus on uh, that would have killed a Bizarro if it would have hit. And then it didn't. And then it was just one of those games where it was so close. Every, every individual role mattered every single, you know, thing that went wrong mattered so then one thing died and then it just uh cascaded from there uh he was playing two bizarros uh the deceased chase superman who got a bonus against uh metallo importantly because he starts impervious uh he looks for brown with the the deceased trait uh and then blackhand for tk for bucks because he just needed you know one more thing and then there might have been something else. I honestly can't... Oh, a, a full-point weapon error, which mattered, I guess, because there was Pulse Wave there. Sure. Uh, oh, it did matter, because he Pulse Wave and killed both my goons, so that neither of them could revive, which was really bad. Uh, and that game was pretty close. So overall, I went 3-1, and uh, I had a good time. All
1: right. How about you, Jack? Uh,
3: yeah. So um, the chase we ended up pulling for our brick was Black Lantern Hal Jordan. Um, not particularly the best one, but it was a black lantern, so a good way to start. We also got pretty lucky; we pulled uh, Necron as well. So I took all the lanterns. Um, put together Must a team. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I put together a team of uh, Hal Jordan at 60, Black Hand at 50. Um, I played Necron at full points just because we didn't really have like a lot of other stuff that went together, and with how much like carrying I had, I was just gonna, you know, have him run in the middle and just have everything surround him. It ended up working out pretty well. Um, And then, yeah, I had a 15-point Manta Goon for enhancement, and then the 50-point Lex Luthor to give everyone Superman Enemy. Uh, With a Goon on your team, having four Outwits is pretty nice. Uh, It just always came into effect. Having Necron with seven range, Seize Through Hindering, plus Double Perplex with uh, the Hal and the Black Hand, plus enhancement, let him just take a lot of shots people weren't expecting. Um, nice. um I learned very quickly after my first game how insane the black lanterns are when anytime anyone would base me, how would punch them and then immediately heal three clicks because with black hand and necron I was making up to three terrain markers a turn for free and so always being adjacent one was pretty easy. Uh yeah, it did pretty... I mean, I did pretty much the best I could with it. Um, my last game uh, was against Saul's team. Uh, he had... I believe his team was, like, 40-point Saturn Queen, Zod, Toyman, Lex Luthor, and Deadshot. Just, like, all the good stuff. Um, and we basically played a game of poking each other back and forth with my Necron and his Deadshot, and he just hit, like, every rollout and rolled doubles in every attack, and I was missing quite a bit, so I wasn't able to get it out in the end, but I did pretty well with the team, had a good time with it. Um, it may not have been the best chase to pull, but it was definitely the chase I wanted the most from this set, so being able to walk away with, with that was a pretty nice bonus, so thanks, guys. No problem. Any games you wanted to talk about? Um, After the first one, I don't remember my opponent, but I remember... F- Figuring out, you know, especially in Sealed, having access to stuff like Barrier is just such a drastic change. Um, yeah. Being able to play a lot slower. I was—most games were just barriering, moving up, inching up slowly, and having my opponent come to me. So the lack of mobility wasn't too big of a problem. And, yeah, just learning how insane I could just immediately get most of my team past Dials because of Necron was— it, it felt legitimately unfair a lot of the time, but it was very fun to play. But, yeah, it was— Good time. Unfortunately,
1: for the last game, you would have needed to actually kill anything in the first place to heal back up to full.
3: Yeah, very true. Very true. I don't like rolling fours three times in a row. It's not too fun. No. No, it's not. Yeah, so we all did pretty well. Uh, obviously, me the worst, but a few
1: uh, rolls different in any direction. We could have made the cut. But just barely missed out. As, however...
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, so I played a Herald theme. Uh with full point black lantern Martian Manhunter because I didn't get a Necron. Um so I had to make do. Uh yeah. then Common Lex Luthor, uh Black Hand, uh Cordian Thunderer, and Super Rare Poison Ivy, because she has Herald for some reason. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was very, very odd.
3: Uh, she's the Herald to Gaia. The Herald of uh, the Great, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's from Deceased where, like, that explicitly happened, but yeah.
4: Okay.
2: Um, One thing I will say, we did not, I, I think we were, like, at least me and Devin were pretty high on Common Lex Luthor, and yes. I don't think we gave him enough credit. <laughs> He's so good. He was so good.
1: Yeah, we were really high on him, and it turns out he was even better than we thought, so I'm feeling pretty good about that take. Yeah. He's and also
2: randomly won, a hero. Uh, I with them today. Yeah, yeah, just fifty points for one sidestep flight, and then basically giving half or seventy-five percent of your team output.
1: I was trying in the hotel room to figure out how to make <laughs> him playable in modern, which he's not, but I want him to be. <laughs>
2: um, but Martian Manhunter was was pretty good. Um, it took so I uh, lost my first round. Uh, And me and TJ talked and figured out that I had the reverse problem that I had last year. Uh, So last year I played my team too defensively. And once we, we got me to flip the switch and play more aggressively, I started to win. We identified much earlier this time that I was playing too aggressively and to kind of pull back and let, you know, let them come to me because I had a TK and Manhunter should generally outreach a lot of things. Um, So I didn't lose another game until top eight, but I mean, that team was awesome. It took me a couple of turns, a couple of games to figure out Manhunter's attack power, (laughs) because it's weird. Um, It's very weird. Yeah, because it's like, you get to make a range tag, it has Pensa, you get all of these improved targetings, but if they're not next to a friendly grave marker, they only take one damage. So it's like, oh, I should just move up Black Hand, give them a grave marker, and then shoot them. Um, That's right. But, so then... Yeah, ended up losing in top eight. Uh, to our game was the deciding game. Uh, I made a mistake. Um, I we kind of rushed through uh beginning of game uh setup because they had called uh they they called the beginning of the round, and my opponent wasn't fully set up yet. And then I missed a polar bear by one because I forgot to deter, uh, declare JLA at the beginning of the game. Uh, and, uh, missed by one and lost by ten points. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: close one. Yeah,
2: yeah, but you know that's on me. And I mean, top eight, uh, repeating is so hard. So top eighting again just is kind of a great feeling. Yeah, I mean that's fantastic.
3: Has anyone uh, ever repeated? I don't even
2: know. Uh, I mean, one team,
1: one team worlds, and then team Nats. But I don't think anybody's ever repeated team yeah. worlds.
3: Yeah,
2: Babe. Um, probably
3: technically like, I'm the closest.
2: Yeah, and I felt like we had a real shot. Like the I lost ten points to a camo team. Like the fact that I got that close when Kamo was just kind of running through my squad. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that figure's insane and sealed. Unstoppable and sealed, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just insane. the pog that he makes is so dumb. Yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna lose to this pog because he never has to advance. <laughs> <laughs> um the notable game that I want to talk about, though, is uh, round three. We played against the Chicago Clicks Mafia. Uh, I played Nate because I have to play Nate in every tournament, <laughs> um, and we had a really great game. Um, I missed my alpha. I, I missed my opening opening shot, uh, needing a four. Rolled a three. Um, then he came over, killed. Mo killed some part of my team Over the next two turns He kills everything on my team Except for Martian Manhunter And then Martian Manhunter proceeds to kill his entire team Oh my god Um because the energy range and close He can't be tied down because he has Improved movement characters No outwits
1: left on Nate's team at
2: that point I guess I I was surgically Killing him Soon as an outwit showed its face I killed it and then I like he, like I only ever left him with one Outwit when he had them. So he's either he had to Outwit my Shape Change or my Impervious because he didn't have exploit, um, like good exploit access. So on the turns he would Outwit Impervious, I would hit the Shape Change and vice versa. And then once he was out of Outwits, he just couldn't keep me locked down and I was able to proceed to kill everybody. Yep. Uh, Manhunter having improved moving characters and blocking is really good when you also have Lex Luthor. Because that they were like buddies through the whole tournament of, all right, Martian Manhunter's going to carry Lex Luthor through this wall, shoot you, and then Lex Luthor's going to sidestep and carry Manhunter behind another wall.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. But Team Worlds is honestly
2: probably my favorite event in Heroclix. Yeah. So... Yeah. I I just, I love it. I I love having fun. We could have went, you know, 05 and I think I still would have had fun. Yeah, I mean, just the team building portion is so
1: good. Like, it's like weird, limited, constructed. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. It's so much better than two booster sealed where you just sort of play whatever you open. You actually have to put a lot of thought into it
2: and have discussions with your teammates. I did have one gripe. I think they should have banned large maps.
3: Yes. Especially in a game or in a uh in a set, set where it's designed around small exactly. maps. Exactly. Like yeah, we're fair. strictly playing from this set. We don't strictly need the small maps from this set, but just only say small maps, like Yeah.
4: Um yeah.
3: Seems
1: yeah, cool. I mean I understand why they didn't do it, just because like communicating to everybody that it, there's a different map list for modern and teams is like it's not difficult, but it's an extra step. But yeah, it, it for would, sure. Would have been cool. Um yeah, so I mean, teams went great. Uh, congrats to uh, the winning team, uh, which was uh, Antonio and McConnell and Garrett, I believe, was the third player's name. Yes, I think so. Um, so they did a fantastic job, and uh, it, Antonio played Saturn Queen, which is <laughs> part of what showed us that we were wrong about that figure. Yep. yep. Very good figure, in Sealed. Absolutely.
3: Double prob is just extremely strong. In Sealed, yeah. Double prob, double rollout, 19, yeah, it's it's great. I didn't have a prob. I and say. especially, um,
1: there was the, the matchup, one of the matchups you really needed to worry about was Black Adam, right? So if you just base Black Adam with Saturn Queen, he's just like out of the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, they're what never mean? trying to break away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that would be sort of bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and they're very unlikely to hit you with an attack. The one game where I just fed assassins slowly to Black Adam was very funny.
4: <laughs> yeah. I just
1: like actually couldn't attack him with my dead shot until I got him to click three, so I just kept attacking with the Blades Assassins, but I needed nines, so I never hit one. <laughs> so yep. just was slowly feeding assassins into the wood chipper.
2: <laughs> oh I will say, um, my weaponer or my thund- my accordion Thunderer um made far more standard objects that didn't matter than goons. <laughs> <laughs> like, he died. I made the roll, saw that it was the object, and said, It doesn't matter.
4: Yeah. We'll <laughs>
3: yeah. Get this. I was actively running out of like grave markers in my games every time. <laughs> Cause like, I put three hindering my build sheet, and I'm like, Oh, I can't take it off, but I didn't bring more markers, and I'm generating three a turn. Yeah. So that was rough. Oh,
2: one, one ruling that I did find out about, uh, at Worlds, um, regarding Black Lantern Batman. Um, for people that are going to listen to this and and go into your pre-releases or with this figure or planning on modern um if a character has improved targeting hindering they get around his trait yes because the line of fire is never hindered therefore it right. cannot be blocked
1: yes yeah because it's instead of hindered so if it wouldn't be hindered makes sense yeah yeah good to know yeah Very that definitely easy. seems like
3: something people would get wrong <laughs> Very, very reasonably too. It's not yeah, like yeah, totally. Yeah, legitimately sort of difficult.
4: <laughs> All
3: right.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, that was teams. Uh. It was well run. Uh. We got more than the 15 minutes to build that was described to me from last year, which was great. <laughs> <Yep>. yeah, <laughs> uh. Noticeable. I think it was more like 20, 25, which I think is totally
3: reasonable. Fifteen they just sounded fifteen, but it definitely was like at least yeah. 20. Yeah. Which was 15 very. Fifteen just sounded hectic. Yeah, it was very much appreciated. Like we just needed a little bit more time. Like this is yeah. it's very hard. Just like physically writing your team
1: on the build sheet takes long enough that fifteen yeah. is exactly. A pain. <laughs> so uh,
0: again, I agree. feel like that the format means I don't have to uh, put down my the set while I'm writing. It saves a lot of time.
1: Yeah, and I did trick Jay into writing my build sheets so my opponents would be able to read it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you tricked me? I have offered to do it for you before <laughs> was trick. It, there
1: wasn't really a trick but it's funnier to say i tricked him into doing it
4: sure yeah
2: very <laughs> to see um, going forward um how whiz kids expands and adapts and evolves this app this app was great oh, yeah yeah, that yeah great. that's something we should definitely talk about
1: so yeah. uh i mean it debuted during pulp but you guys didn't play pulp so this was your first experience of it uh they just oh, made this, like,
4: Paul, please
1: do they just they just <laughs> this like really simple little web container app that just had a website that displayed all of the pairings on it it which, was so nice yeah i mean both apparently it was nice on the judges side a bunch yeah. of them said so like it just made it easier to Record scores and uh, pair the next rounds and stuff. And it was really nice on the player side because it meant you didn't have to crowd around one of like three printed pieces of paper.
3: <laughs> yeah, I <I'd> don't have <laughs> to get chill with people talking and then we're like, oh, pairings are up, so you guys next round. Yeah. Last great. time I was at Worlds in 2019,
1: there was like half an hour between rounds. I think we we ran like two hours late. Everything was
3: on time this year. It was like 15 minutes between rounds. Yeah. I really hope they fully expand upon this
2: well
0: if it wasn't for the website i don't know what they would have done because norm was like two rooms over it would have taken like yes a lot it was like yeah
2: yeah absolutely yeah i mean we finished singles and we we were getting pizza like it was like six o'clock yeah it was we ate dinner at a reasonable hour it was crazy it was still yeah they didn't run
1: the top 32 right after swiss which was much appreciated yeah they've done that sometimes in the past and i don't know why (laughs) just run it all the next day it's fine (laughs) like at the start of singles they announced we might run top 32 after this and i was like what does that mean (laughs) just tell (laughs) us (laughs) just tell us one way or the other whether you're going to
3: we're all gonna be tired (laughs) yep tired.
1: Yeah, I mean, so Teams was the one day and then singles was the next day. Um one thing that we should mention going into singles is the uh is the dial H coverage. Um they ran some coverage of teams and then really ramped it up for singles because it's easier to do coverage when you're talking about like specific team builds and stuff than when you're talking about uh yes just like what sealed teams people are playing. Like they did a bunch of coverage for teams as well, but they did some really interesting interviews and everything for, uh, for singles, which was really cool. Um, so uh, they did before singles started, they did one of Caleb and Mike Eskew, one of Emily and I, and one of um Josefa and
2: was it Lucas? Yeah, it was Lucas. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm convinced it's... Calder hates me. you didn't get interviewed uh during teams you know the current
1: world champion yeah it feels like you should have gotten an interview there (laughs) yeah Yeah, they caught up with me a few times over the weekend if you watched the if if anybody watched the coverage um which was really cool uh and they just did a fantastic job on on all of the coverage and everything uh i know that they were like mixed on the reception to the games they live streamed um, because like most of the people
3: who would watch them were there <laughs> yeah that that they were getting a lot less views than normal it's like yeah i would normally be watching this but i'm, I'm but i'm it. You know, yeah um
1: but uh i've looked at the like view numbers on youtube afterwards and they seemed like they did really well so i think yeah. it was worth streaming slash recording those, and people did end up watching them, just yeah. not necessarily live. Uh, and, but I do think that people appreciated the, like, interview content who were at home who wouldn't necessarily have watched the games because, like, the meta isn't super relevant afterwards Afterworlds because there was immediate rotation, and it's sometimes just hard to tell what's going on in a game while watching the video of it, so. Yeah.
4: yeah I definitely... Like
1: commentary. Yeah. I definitely, like, personally, when I'm at home, watch interviews and stuff over games um because I, I just like find it difficult to focus on a 45
3: minute game of you where i can't really hear what anybody's saying or anything you can't see what the dice are if you can't like yeah, exactly. see the terrain properly like the players it can just be difficult oh one thing that i should
1: mention in that was that they uploaded today an edited version of the finals which included the dials and, like, powers and stuff oh. on screen.
3: Which oh, really? Was awesome.
1: Yeah. That's, if you haven't seen this, you should go watch it, because like, you can tell, on the list. like, even without cover it, it, like, they didn't comment on There was no commentary over it. There was just, like, stuff edited on. But the editing, just, like, the visual storytelling of the editing was clear enough that you could tell what was happening, which was yeah really- um, and it, it makes sense that they wouldn't want to do audio commentary over it because you can mostly hear the players talking. So like audio commentary over top of that is quite difficult because sure. you have to sort of like wait for the players to stop talking for a bit and start, try to sneak some words in edgewise. It, it makes sense, but the visual was really good. Uh, you should totally go watch that if you haven't, it's two very good players who made it to the finals playing a, a really interesting game. Um, yeah, because I, I
2: haven't actually seen that game because we were already on the road when, yeah. um, when top eight started. Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch it.
4: Yeah.
1: So uh they did some interviews, uh and then we got into singles. Um so let's just uh rotate one over and we'll start with you, Jack. What did you play?
3: Uh yeah, so I surprise surprise was playing Spider-Man. <laughs> um it's been the build I've had the most success with, been very comfortable with. Uh copied it feel- from ISIC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's yeah me me and isaac ended up on the uh pretty much the exact same team but uh yeah it was so it's prime spider-man with the Necro Sword because yeah um sakarian iron man with the cloak uh iron inquisitor venom magneto uh, mephisto and then a saint walker with the Blue lantern ring and a scott crampton pog so it's uh 299 not 300 um yeah, uh, same same sideline for the most part. It's Scrappy, War Machine, and then four swappables with like King Killmonger, Doom Supreme, uh, Ghost Goblin. I did last minute swap a map to Morlock Tunnels just because it's very good in uh, Mirrors. I didn't um, even know you'd done that. <laughs> yeah, it's... A, Can a, 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 just go away? I would love for it to. I just sign a petition every day of the week. Um, did you end up picking it at all? I did not, but I had several opponents look at my map, say the word Morlock Tunnels, and then say I go first. All right. <laughs> so, that's cool. That It did end up working.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it, that's like the best case scenario. You don't have to play on Morlock Tunnels, and it did something by including yeah. it on your build sheet.
3: Perfect. It's also just kind of showing like, okay, I know how to play on Morlock Tunnels, so if you put me there, it's not going to get the disadvantage you think it is. So yeah. like, it just, it, it worked a, very well. Um but yeah, uh, round one, I played against, um, I think it was Isaac Denke. He's a Phoenix Nest guy. Um, he was playing Spidey 2. We had very yeah. similar builds, except he was playing uh, Blue Marvel instead of Sakarian Iron Man. Uh, and I think he was doing Space Ghost instead of St. Walker. Uh, but besides that, pretty much the same team. Nice. Space Ghost? Um, yeah. Great. I remember he went first. I actually did put us on more tunnels in the first game. I'm remembering now. Um, I kind of, you know, advanced out my Sicarian and got my team ready defensively. He went out with his Spider-Man uh, flurried in crime fighting to kill my Sakarian, which I was kind of hoping he'd do. So I then next turn sent out my Spider-Man to kill little Spider-Man. And then from there, it was just a game of my Spider-Man's alive. His wasn't. So I just slowly took down the rest of his team um i think when time was called it was like 250 to 170 so it was a very close game uh still right. but um yeah got a pretty good start um my second game i played against uh David. i think we were doing round by round round by round yeah well for round two, I mean, round two i mean then yeah
1: yeah no i mean we were all gonna do our round
3: one. Oh, oh we all, stop
1: oh
4: as I'm not you play. smart. I'm smart. <laughs> um,
2: so I uh, I was originally going to play Shaggy, 150-point uh, <laughs> play at home Shaggy, and uh, then I made the mistake of being in a car with TJ Wheeler for 15 minutes, um, and he was like, hey, what if you played good figures? Um, and so uh, we came up with the build, and then I was like, there's no way we can get this together, and then off decided to make me hate them. Um, cause the build ended up being Oops all Oops Apocalypses with Venom Vereen. Um, says so uh, Venom Wolverine, uh with Necrosword, four grandpa grand prize apocalypses, uh Grand Prize uh Genesis, Big Carnage, um was the main force. And yeah, it was just like, oh hey, I've got two Apochs I've got one extra, I've got I'm like, there's no okay, there's no way we can get enough swords. I've got two soul swords. Alright, well, let me ask Emily. Emily's got some Soul Swords, and it all just kind of came together. Yeah, it was amazing to me that
1: you didn't (laughs) think you were playing it and managed to source four Apox into Genesis.
2: Yep. That was (laughs) actually easier than the Swords. (laughs) I mean,
1: that's kind of funny.
2: (laughs) Um, And then I had Prime Absorbing Man on the sideline. Um, team was great. Like I love Venom Wolverine. Like that was kind of a big selling point to me, um, was getting to play her one more time in modern, um, round one. I played, I, I think his name was Matt. Uh, he was playing X-Men MOE swap, um, with, uh, with X swap. He wins map, takes me to Otherworld castle. Shocker. Um, I advanced my team up the map because I kind of have to. <laughs> that's, that's just kind of what my team does. Went uh, Put Venom Wolverine into the mesh, uh, the steel fence, you know, the ESD thing. You he were playing comes, that? I was. I was playing the steel mesh um, because it kind of like, I can set it up in areas of the map where Venom Wolverine can get to on her first move and then be in striking distance of of the opponent again. Um so he came out with Jubilee uh, trying to shoot Venom Wolverine 12 on a 21. He missed it four times. Um, not completely unheard of to miss a nine, you know, three, four no, times. I mean, that's
1: pretty reasonable,
2: statistically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he then came up, like, brought up his Sky Tyrant a little bit, brought up his Prime Hulk. Um, I then used an Apocalypse to blow up the 2 by 2 blocking to open up a space uh, for Venom Wolverine to get to charge Sky Tyrant. <laughs> Um, going to her second token, so she got to make a free a free attack afterwards. He had Iron Inquisitor next to Sky Tyrant, but the Starwood came up and I crit missed. <laughs> oh, that's me. <man. laughs> so uh, he died. Um, and then got a free attack on um, Prime Hulk, killed him, and then just kind of proceeded to send the apocalypses in afterwards um, to kind of lock everybody down. Uh, best play out of that game, though, that I got to do was um, dual targeted with an APOC on Mephisto and Cypher. Um, hit them both, dealt one damage to Mephisto, two damage to Cypher, and then retowed Mephisto with Carnage. Um, to I put got him old
1: Mystics activating retail
2: <laughs> To be able to put him in position next to Venom Wolverine so that he could carry Venom Wolverine to somewhere else to get her free attack. That's sweet. <laughs> And I'm like, oh right, that's plays I used to do with Blackheart. <laughs> yeah, with with her. So that was that's a lot of fun. Getting to play Venom Wolverine is just such a fun experience. anybody that hasn't gotten to play her, just play her. She's so much fun. It really
0: is, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely very fun. Um, how how much
4: did she die this weekend? Um. Three times.
2: Um, so the one the one downside to her, so the big part is like you have four apox rollouts because she has blades hold dial. Yeah, but she's outwitable. But she's outwitable. That is her that is her downside. Um But if you didn't have outwit, or if I was able to target your outwit, um, she became a lot harder to deal with because you know she has combat reflexes, senses, and then four apocalypse rollouts. Yeah, I mean, definitely
1: very hard to deal with if.
2: Yes, you can yes. get rid of it when, but it's an <laughs> <answer>. <laughs> yeah. Um. But when they put in, you still have to, for most of the meta, they have to triple her. Yep. Um, yeah, sounds... So that's not necessarily easy. And then I have four APOCs that can kind of just jump in afterwards. Um, but yeah, she was great. I do think I wish I maybe played one less Apocalypse and played Commissioner um specifically to give her batman. Yeah, I was I was thinking about her wild card going sad and unused. Yes, it yeah. did go unused. But giving her batman, getting a prob because I had no prob on the team, having rookie as another attacker, um would have been good. It's just the points ended up kind of weird because you get 40 yeah. off of an apocalypse, but you only get 35 from commissioner um because you probably want to put like dark hold on him or something. Could have, so, Scott could
1: have played a Scott really Crampton bug.
2: Could have played a Scott Crampton bug and I didn't have, have one. <laughs> Would've been would have been pretty pretty fine. But I mean apocalypses have seven range, but still not doing that much. Right. But yeah, I mean team was great. Team was a lot of fun to play. And uh everybody that walked past my team said, Oh, that's hilarious. And everybody that's sat across from my team was like, Oh no <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh yeah, and I played
1: uh, a team that I named Demon and some Alpha. Um, as I said on the on the Dial H live stream, uh, at Ontario Provincials, I played a build of animals that was like pretty good, but not quite there because it just sort of died to everything. It dealt a bunch of damage, but also died very easily. And then at Canadian Nationals, I played a much more defensive Demon and Armor team. And then for Worlds, I mashed them together. <laughs> to try to have a chance of beating the stuff that I lost to. Um, So I played the very strange build of uh, Demon in an Armor with Captain Carter's Shield, Cosmo, Maggot with the Sinestro Core Ring, Chip with the Emotional Modifier. That was a last-second change that I debated with Jackson the night before, um, because uh, basically what was happening was against opposing um, teams that contained both Spider-Man and Sicarian Iron Man. They were resetting my emotional modifier duration, so that their Spider-Man had one more attack, which was pretty relevant. It made it need an eight instead of a nine on most of my defenses, which was a pretty big difference in terms of probability of actually hitting. Um, and putting the emotional modifier on Chip instead of Cosmo allows you to put Cosmo in front of Chip and pick no pulse wave, and then uh, there's no way for Sicarian to pulse wave to reset the emotional modifier. Um which worked. <laughs> uh I didn't i would, would have worked had I faced one. But I literally somehow, and this is bizarre, I faced zero Iron Ironmans this weekend. Wow. I That's, don't understand. I don't either. Oh my god. <laughs> my matchups were deeply bizarre, as we will figure out when we got in, when we get into them. Uh I I ended up playing against Lucas in the top sixteen and I sat down across from him, and he was like we should both be very happy that we got this far with how badly we misjudged. We both misjudged the meta. And I'm like, yes, yes, we should. Because we would basically both built to counter-build Spider-Man, and I built also to counter-build Scarlet Witch, whereas he built against some other things, like animals and stuff. And there was, I faced just, like, nothing. None of either of those two figures, somehow. <laughs> I don't know. It was very weird. Um, continuing with my build, it also included uh, the Flash, With Cloak, I'm just going to start at the start again because it's gotten so split up. Uh, Demon in Armor, Cosmo, Maggot, Chip, The Flash with Cloak of Levitation, St. Walker with Blue Lantern Ring, Legacy Green Lantern with the Green Lantern Ring, and Deep Cut's Invisible Woman. Um, Deep Cut's Invisible Woman bears some talking about because it's not a figure that sees a ton of play, even if it has occasionally had a bunch of people say it's very good. Um the main reason I was playing it over other options was so that if I faced a, a defensive rune Scarlet Witch, I could knock her out of the rune um, because otherwise there's just like actually no way for this team to deal damage to a Scarlet Witch that's in rune. Uh, so I just really, really needed access to that. Now that didn't end up coming up all weekend and Invisible Woman did a lot. And I'll talk about that in specific games when we get to the ones where she was really, really good. But uh um, that that's why I chose to include her on the team over like, you know, Human Torch, who would have been an enhancement or whatever. Um, the other thing that I changed like a week before was that originally I had a second maggot on the build, uh, and I swapped it out for Saint Walker and the Sinestro core ring on the maggot that remained um, one week before, because uh, I just found that if my opponent managed to kill like my flash and a maggot, having no empower or enhancement meant that the rest of my team just dealt zero damage. And then i lost the game <laughs> so yeah. uh I, I just really needed access to those powers um and then my sideline had destroyer and scrappy do who were relevant and sentinel and scroll spy who were not i never brought them in <laughs> uh and then i guess tarot deck there's something vaguely relevant here which is that i played the tower um if you listen to the canadian nationals episode you'll know that uh caleb sold me on that (laughs) on teams that are playing demon in armor um and especially if your figures that are on your main force aren't really planning on making attacks it's much better and like the things that were making attacks for me were constructs and maggot pogs and if those crit miss out of the game oh well i guess so uh that uh, the tower actually did a fair amount for me um in in two games so i was pretty happy to have access to that one Um, and then everything else was pretty normal uh, yeah, and then my round one was against um, uh, Zach Brazier, who uh, ended up going four and one and making the top sixteen as well. Uh, my so none of my opponents did worse than three and two. <laughs> I had an opponent who went 5-0, two opponents who went four one, and two opponents who went three and two. So. I had really tough opponents the entire weekend. Um, Zach was playing the full Scarab team, the four Scarabs with Giganta and Commissioner and Scott Crampton and a sideline absorbing man. Um, I was very scared of playing against this team, and I think that had I faced Zach any round except for round one, I would have lost this game. Uh, but he just like wasn't fully warmed up with his team, so I moved out into the middle of the map. He TK'd elevated under me and back out dealing one damage to my entire team, and then second-guessed himself halfway through the turn, and instead decided to barrier in. Um, If he had committed fully to either line, either fully barriering in, or TKing the elevated under me twice, I think he wins this game very easily. But instead, he half-committed to two lines, and then I got around the one barrier he put down with the team that wasn't dead, and killed two scarabs immediately, and then cleaned up like two turns after that. Um, So... Like, I I felt extremely lucky playing this matchup in round one, uh, especially because Zach showed that he was extremely good with it the rest of the weekend, winning the rest of his games until he faced the uh, Zane Gates who went to the finals (laughs) in the top 16. So, like, um, obviously, good player and played really, really well for the rest of the weekend, just wasn't quite warmed up in our game, and I managed to take
2: it. Yeah, and the Scarab team is is something that it's a very very difficult team to play properly. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean if you make a mistake, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: if you play it well, it's tough to beat you, but if you ever make one mistake, you're, half your team dies. So <laughs> rough. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah. Uh, so that was round one for all of us. Um, how about round two? You can start us off, Jackson.
3: Uh, yeah, for round two, um, I played against, again, I don't remember my opponent's name, but I remember his team. He was playing a very defensive shell of, he had uh, Mr. Sinister Maura McTaggart, uh, he had Leech, he had Lockjaw, he had Death Metal Wonder Woman, Sakari and Iron Man, Tachaka 2, and KCGL. I uh, he's full defense yeah. very defensive Um, I looked at the team I kind of know with the amount of actions I can take with Spider-Man I can basically pick and choose what I want to die I probably go after the leech first so um, we roll uh, he goes first I put us on Krakoa I move about halfway up the map make a stop sign and barrier um, I happen to have the uh, high priestess up at this time and my entire team is surrounded by King Killmonger he just has Sakarian that can realistically get to me and attack me, so I'm assuming I'm going to be able to defend out of anything. Uh, he ends up going for a Plex up Speed, TK, Running Shot, Pulse Wave. Uh, rolls doubles on my entire team. And I'm like, okay, well, I have King Killmonger. I roll a 1. I'm like, okay, well, I have High Priestess. I roll another 1. It's like, okay. Um, so everyone's taking 2. All right. Uh, this is dead. That's dead. This is dead. Okay. Um, I then retaliate. Do you by... not get the roll for every character? No. It's, you roll, just, if it, if it's triggered at all, you roll once, and if you hit the roll, they miss. Uh, ah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's not individual, like senses or anything. Gotcha. Um
0: Well, they yeah. they don't even miss all targets, like, that are targeted next to him. It's just all targets, period.
3: Yeah, if they target someone that's not equipped, they miss them, too. It's it's a very powerful trait. Um, But, yeah. Uh, was and then, yeah, he, I missed both the Killmongers, he pulled away my team, uh, Spider-Man was then able to just kinda, you know, get healed to his better click, run in, double flurry on the sinister Moira, Leech, and Lockjaw, I ended up KOing all of them, including Leech, who he chose to revive with Wonder Woman, I then just attacked it with the next one and knocked it out again, um, And then it was down to just his Wonder Woman and T'Chaka against my MOE plus Sakarian and Scrappy. Uh, I pretty quickly whittled down his uh, T'Chaka and Wonder Woman. And then by the time I was around about to finish out the game, time was called. I think it was like 2.10 to 50 or something. I don't remember exactly, but uh, yeah, it was... A very defensive team, but it's kind of what Spider-Man is weirdly good at. Um, if you have good dice, you obviously get through it, but with the sheer amount of tax that you can make, you kind of get around, you know, the KCGL trade, the Mr. Sister making it a 1, the Saturn 9. You kind of make them burn out all those uh, things really quickly, and then you still have attacks to kind of get through it. And that yeah, if you're relying on up. those one-use things instead of, like, defending up to a 20 or whatever, it's yeah. rough. You just you just make enough attacks with everything. To They're nice, it. additionally to yes. defending everybody up to
4: a twenty or whatever, but yeah, not enough.
3: Yeah, that was my that was my round two. <laughs> How about <laughs> you, as Who did you face round two?
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I play. I'm trying
2: to remember his name. I think his name is Dan. Like Dan Powell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny because Dan played uh, another teammate of ours, Jason, in round one, um, and then out of the like 25 twenty five one oh three hundreds, me and him get paired up round two.
3: <laughs> I remember looking at that, just be like, oh, as check yeah. number thirteen is. Yeah, I we... was lucky that I was one oh two ninety nine.
2: We were we were a little sad. Um, so Dan's playing, you know, switch, Sakari and Iron Man, Moe swap, um. This is a very very good solid sturdy team um really good against my team um because of the rune but we uh i i advance up the map a bit i i win map i go to wakanda and i he i place blocking in his uh right outside his starting area basically to make him use the action to get rid of it so he can't he can't turn one rune me um and then, I uh, so he doesn't. On my turn, I spend two actions destroying the objects he's put on my side of the map, again, to try to deny the cross-map rune, uh, which I think more players need to start looking at doing. I think a lot of players ignore
3: um, objects and terrain that get put on their side of the map just to shoot it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Especially with Spider-Man, people have finally started to learn, but there have been so many times where, like, I can just place the elevated next to your starting area and they leave it there.
2: Yeah, um and then I like I spread out. Um he came in. Uh I had Venom Wolverine outside of his maximum rune potential. Um, so he decided to just bring out Scarlet Witch, outwit super senses, shoot her, um, and then get Sakarian Iron Man in position, outwit blades. He had picked Charge Flurry, um, and then Charge Flurry and killed her. Um so that was a little bit, and then I, I continued fighting a bit. Um I only got I think fifty-five points out of this game. Luckily there wasn't a single game that I got shut out in. Um and I could have got another like fifty or so points, but I needed um I needed like either one more action or I needed to roll a six and I didn't get it uh to kill his Iron Inquisitor on last click. Um yeah, that's basically how that game went. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, Scarlet Witch is not your ideal matchup. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I played the weirdest, closest, most undeserved win game of all time in round two. Um, I played against Martin Norton, who was playing Carnage Silver Surfer, Carnage Silver Surfer, Merlin, uh, MOE chases, the uh, Watcher who can change his dial, Saint Walker, and Mephisto um if you remember the team that i listed as my team uh everything that i do is two free actions (laughs) i do not want to play against merlin ever if i play against merlin i am in trouble so of course i get matched into merlin (laughs) in the second round um so i move up a little bit uh martin comes out with carnage silver surfer and takes a shot and misses needs like a nine or something um this wasn't a big deal, wasn't really expecting to hit it, just needed to move up the map anyway, so decided to go for the attack as he did, which made perfect sense. Um, And then I screw up massively (laughs) on on my turn too. So I say no shape change, I poison Carnage Surfer, and then I knock him into a wall to put him to the toughness click. And then I charge with Flash. Um, Now what I should have done here (laughs) is I should have uh made my attack with the maggot pog first because if i hit the attack then i kill carnage surfer with my flash with my first flash attack instead i do the flash charge first and i hit my first attack i put carnage surfer to last click and i'm like the maggot pog can finish him off it, need, he, it needs a seven i have a prob on it it'll be fine and my flash charges around and hits uh his saint walker and kills it instead This was a mistake. (laughs) What I should have done was just finish off the Carnage Surfer. He has two Carnage Surfers. They're very easy to heal up. There was no reason for me not to just kill the Carnage Surfer. Well, it was possible for me to kill the Carnage Surfer. Now, the optimal play was attack with the Maggot Pug first, but in the absence of doing that, I still should have just killed the Carnage Surfer. (laughs) I did not do this. (laughs) Um, So instead, the Carnage Surfer survives and ends up at one point back on its first click, not top dial, but the click that it started on. And I've scored 30 points instead of 50 because I missed the Maggot Pog attack. Um, This is a terrible start to a game. Uh, We go back and forth. He manages to kill my Flash, my Invisible Woman, and my Green Lantern for 80 points. I've killed his Saint Walker until literally my last turn, where I get through Super Senses to kill his Carnage Surfer with my Destroyer. Wow. Nice. Putting us equal at 80 points. It goes to his turn. He spends, like, 45 seconds planning out his turn, and then time gets called before he declares his attack on my last click Cosmo. Ooh. So... We end tied wow. when mm-hmm. he needed a four to kill my Cosmo. <laughs> and it goes to a roll off. And it goes to a roll off, which I win. <laughs> oh my God. This was the least deserved win in a game of Hero Clicks of all time. Uh, Martin built a great team. He taught me that Carnage Silver Surfer's attack isn't actually a free action, it's just a triggered thing that happens afterwards, um, which makes total sense, but I had never had to think about it because I'd never yeah. looked at <laughs> playing. Marlon and Garner Surfer together Uh, Yeah, Uh, I mean It was a fantastic team, he played it really well Uh, He just spent A little bit long on the last turn Planning out his turn instead of just declaring An attack and got time called on him And then uh, lost lost a roll off Uh, I've done that Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's done that Like, at a certain point you learn That when you think time might be close You just have to say things Yes. (laughs) I'm going to attack Cosmo All right. and yep. then I'll outwit first and then I'll actually roll it or something like it. There's.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. I
2: mean, it was. It was yes. tough. Uh, yeah. Just like even just string. Like, I think we talked about this at one point. Just string your sentences together. Be like, attack this character perplexing up attack. Yeah. Like, yeah. So um, demonstrated that that is your, that is your intended action. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not. Affected by
1: the fact that last action got called, which is the reason you have to declare it beforehand. So you can't just declare some super risky action right after, uh, right afterwards. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Martin played this well. We both rolled terribly for the first half of the game, and then we both started hitting attacks. And then at the end, Martin rolled a four and I rolled a seven for roll off. Like Oof. this was just a really, really he... close game. Yeah, we played. He he played it well. It was not. It really was not anything that he did that lost him the game. Just some bad luck. If the time had got it called 15 seconds to... later or something, he would have won this game.
2: Uh, It'd probably less close if
1: you actually kill the Carnage Surfer. Oh, or like... yeah. I mean, I think if I play it better, I have a reason. I have a pretty good chance of winning this oh, game, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this game was absolutely wild. Shout out to Martin for his build. Uh, it was really powerful. Uh, he had the Plasticity card on his deck of tarot cards which he flipped turn one to get to make the attacks with his carnage surfer like it was uh it was a really it was a really well-built team but uh somehow he didn't get there anyway at one point he perplexed down my range on um uh demon in armor so that he could modify his attack which was a really good play oh I I happened to just be far away because I just didn't have the free actions to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the, the free action taxing is just murder against my team. Like, everything my team does is two free actions. I'm like, make a boot, knock you into a wall. Oh, that's all my free actions for a turn. Never mind. I'm done. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I walked. With Maggot to go put down Maggot pogs multiple times instead of sidestepping when sidestepping would have been far enough because I needed to value my free actions more than my costed actions. Like
3: wow, it was rough. <laughs> your brain goes in overdrive and it's so annoying. Yep, yeah. So th- this was a
1: wild game. Uh, it was a really, it was a really interesting game, uh, and uh, I, I just somehow came out on top in the end. And he barely had any equipment and he was playing the fool, which was kind of cool as well. It's good to see that card coming back.
3: Yeah, yeah I mean it's card. a
1: fantastic card, right? It's just most teams can't use it because everybody's playing seven equipment. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's like you want to counter all the necro swords, but like you don't want to not use a necro sword. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, round three. Who did you play against, Jack? Round three, I played against Rob Ga- uh, Robert Gallagher. Uh, so he was playing the very fun team of five Apocalypses, one Genesis, and one Death Metal Wonder Woman. Um, With Absorbing Man and Search for
1: Amit's Tomb Which are yes. equally important parts of his team To those previously listed
3: things Yep, well only one of those I realized Was important at the beginning of the game I learned what the other one did very late <laughs> uh, Yeah So, uh, yeah sorry, it's... Just while we're on Search for okay. Amit's Tomb
1: As, if you had known that Search for Amit's Tomb existed And what it did, would you have put it on your team?
2: Would I? No, because I don't Well It's for detectives I, if... too
4: yeah. So, no, you had- I actually,
2: I'm sorry. I wanted to put it on my team. That was the one thing I couldn't find. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because it it works for your
3: apocalypse and everything. It's amazing. Well,
2: it works for Venom Wolverine, too.
3: Yeah. Yeah, because she's
1: a detective. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so uh, let's just list what this does because yes. nobody knows what this game element does. Okay, so this is a mystery card. Uh, when a character with either the detective or mystical keyword is given an action and they destroyed a piece of blocking terrain during that action, gain a clue token. When a friendly character KOs an opposing character, after resolutions heal them one click. For four tokens. For six tokens, when a friendly character deals damage to an opposing character occupying or adjacent to a debris marker, increase the damage dealt by one. Wild. Very big. when a friendly character KOs an opposing character, score ten points.
3: Yeah, that one, um, it made sense why he was killing my Constructs. Because he (laughs) was scoring points off them. Um... But yeah, so it's this was a very technical game. Um, I knew I, the first line of play I had was okay if I can pulse wave twice in a row, I can get them to their last click, and then if I pick precision strike pulse pulse wave, I can just get through it. Um, so he let me go first. He picked map. He put us on a small indoor map. I think it was the like daily bugle inside yeah, map or whatever. What just had. a lot of walls. He immediately starts breaking terrain. Um, on my first turn that I can attack, I flip Pulse Wave just 2 damage, and I just have to go for it. Um, I perplex up Saki's, like, defense and attack. I double TK him, send him over directly. Like, I'm one square out of his starting area. I'm almost inside of it, just seeing his entire team. And I think I roll, like, an 8 on the Pulse Wave, so I hit everybody for 2. Um... I immediately took 6 unavoidable damage and lost my cloak. uh, Or 5 unavoidable and lost my cloak. Um, But they were all on their last click. And I was now in a situation of, okay, if he misses a 20, because they are also going to be 10s on 20s, then, or 19, if my defense goes down. Um, If he can miss that, then next turn, I can just just strike Pulse Wave, basically win. Um, And after everything, he flips the Phasing Tarot card, which essentially lets... The apocalypse is just doubles the double oh, he attacks. Eight yeah. attacks that turn. Yep, he did. He made eight attacks that turn and one hit. I have to take a token off not to die. Uh, so I can no longer. kill all of them. So I pick phasing, get out of there, run back to my team, grab another token and slowly start healing with this to swap. Um, as he's doing this, he makes his absorbing man prime. Um, Which I was kind of counting on because now Spider-Man can do something. Because Absorbing Man is cosmic energy, but I specifically have Doom Supreme on my sideline for situations like this because he has a trait that not a lot of people realize that says if an opposing character did not start the game on the map, they cannot use Safeguard or Protected Outwit within his range. I definitely did not know that this trait existed. (laughs) Yes, no one does, and it is very impactful for swaps and specifically Absorbing Man and stuff. Uh, So I swap into that. I outwit—I um, think I just outwit Blades on Absorbing Man because at the time, me and Rob both thought that Absorbing Man could get the rollout, but he doesn't have the X-Men keyword and never gains it, so he actually can't, but I just thought he did. Um, So I outwitted Blades as the only power I thought I needed to outwit. Spider-Man does four attacks, uh, KOs him. He—Wonder Woman's heals him back to, like, click nine, where I was able to KO him on the following turn. Um then I was able to KO his Wonder Woman as like kind of the last thing I could actually do. Uh we were in a situation where I just surrounded my team with kill uh King Killmonger and was just not gonna swap because I'm getting the rollout and everything and it was keeping me alive for a while. Um but yeah, it was time was called. Um we went through everything he KO'd. He scored like an extra 10 points when he KO'd my Spider-Man when uh KO'd a couple of my bystanders, my Mephisto. So in total, the score was me at 185 and him at 189 because of Scott Crampton. Your first game that you lost by Scott Crampton this weekend. My, yep. <laughs> of, of my only games I lost this weekend, both of them were by four points. And Crampton! Crampton! <laughs> oh my god. Uh... Yeah, it was a very close game. Um I I enjoyed like even though it's a very big challenge, I enjoy the challenge of like, okay, how can I get around this? And that was a very fun game to do stuff like that. And
1: yeah, it's it's
3: not it's not a normal game of Hero but it's no, interesting. When you just remove close attacks from the equation, because you obviously are not going for those rollouts. <laughs> yeah. All right, how about you as who do you face round three? Um
2: I played against uh Dan Dupuis uh, from Phoenix Nest um dan and i hadn't gotten to play but you know i've talked to dan a lot um he was playing uh x-men genesis apoc moe swap prime hulk um all that stuff um he wins map goes to daily bugle i move up venom wolverine um into a hidey hole carry up my Apox, um, putting the only ones that he could possibly target with his Carnage Surfer um, as the ones with Warlocks. Um, and kind of just have Venable rain very protected. He comes in, um, just kind of goes for it. Because, so the way I have to play this team in case I, I didn't make that clear is I have to advance turn one. <laughs> There's no options.
3: Just you're uh, just out there.
2: I'm I'm mid map turn one like every game. Nice. Um, because I I have to fight. I don't have TK. Like I I don't have an option. Um, so he comes in with Carnage Surfer. Um, also the apocs that he can shoot are in the mesh. So they have ESD, which is great. Nice. Um, so ESD and shape change. He. Yeah. Comes in, uh hits the first attack, uh, puts me to stop. I KO his red symbiote um because of the stop click. Goes for the second shot, I hit shape change. And he had put it he had put his carnage in a position where he now couldn't retarget to the other one. Mm. Um and then he brings his uh APOC He was playing two Apocalypses. He brings his two apox up to mine um, to base them and makes two attacks. Um, I hit either Shape Change or one of the four uh, Apocalypse Blade rolls that I get. Um, Yep. (laughs) and, And then my turn, it was the Apocalypse next to Venom Wolverine blows open the wall. Venom Wolverine comes in through the wall, charging Carnage Surfer. Um, He gets no shape change, no super senses, and he no longer has blades. (laughs) Because I KO'd the symbiote. Yep. (laughs) Amazing. So he just dies to Venom Wolverine. Um, Also, Venom Wolverine's blades being minimum four is great um, from Genesis. Yeah. Um, So I just always roll it. I did have to double tap uh, the surfer, but I was willing to do it. Um, So I got the charge attack and then the free attack. Um And then kind of just left my APOX to fight his APOX because I'm pretty sure at that point my apocalypses will win because I have more of them. <laughs> because yes. uh, I have a 50-50 rollout and I have four of them every turn. Um And I send uh, two of my other apocalypses uh, out to kill his Hulk. And then um, Venom Wolverine is... I made sure to block lines of fire from his Mephisto to make it much harder for him to get a outwit on her and then just kind of played protect her for a while, got Carnage involved um, to carry her away uh, to kill something else. And then um, Dan was literally just down to... I got my Absorbing Man Prime out to kill his Genesis. Um, And at that point he had... Uh Mephisto that I had killed I'm sorry. No, th- this wasn't that game. Um uh, Mephisto that I had killed, I think, twice and two apocalypses, and he's like, I can't even score points now. Um so he he we we kind of called it there. Um I did forget <laughs> in the first game, in my first round, um I killed Mephisto six times. Jeez, (laughs) I knew I was forgetting something that I wanted to mention I scored 180 points off of Mephisto
1: that's amazing that's great not the most points anyone's ever scored off one figure but uh, it's pretty good yeah Yeah. pretty up there I once scored 400 points off a mistress death in one game yeah Yeah.
2: Well, that is scored- all, all, all the old old uh, full point Uniminds giving you 900. Yeah, points. so that opponent
1: was playing low point Unimind and a Mistress Death. I scored <gasps> he- 1,600 points in one game. Yep. Yep.
2: Oh my God. That's why the alternate wind condition was yeah. implemented. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure was. Well,
0: people ask me, well, why can't I score more than 300? That's why. Yep. yeah, that, that is exactly
1: yeah right. literally after that round i was like if if i get any number of wins i just am in the cut it, the rest of this tournament doesn't i i
2: went 0 and more, five and i have more points than every other player yep, yep.
1: <laughs> yeah i scored like 2500 points in five rounds or something it was <laughs> insane it was a lot yeah um
2: how about you Devin? what'd you play
1: yeah so my round three was against uh denny bubbledick um we were playing sort of similar teams teams. Uh, he was also playing a defensive shell team. Um, his was less aggressive than mine because everybody playing this team is less aggressive than mine because I made that decision by myself <laughs> at the last second. Um, his the, the really interesting thing on his team was Gwen, Goddess of Thunder, which I have not seen anybody else play. And uh, talking to him after the tournament, he was like, oh, she's never making another appearance now that Scott Porter exists. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. What she does is she pulse waves um, while well, allowing you to exclude all of your friendly characters from it. Yep. So yeah. you can stay tightly grouped and still get pulse waves off. So she's interesting on this style of team for sure. Um, so he's playing Prime Wonder Woman with Gwen Gods of Thunder, Demon in an Armor, Iron Inquisitor slash the other MOE chases, Venom Magneto with a cloak, and Felix Faust. Um, it's a pretty classic defensive shell setup. Uh I personally think that Emotional Modifier should be on every defensive shell team, if it can be. I don't know what I would have dropped on this team to get it on there, to be clear. (laughs) But uh, I do think it's a pretty important part of the archetype. But he made it to top 16, so, you know, he was doing something right. Um, So he moves up on his turn one. I charge in on Gwen uh, with a perplexed down on her defense and um, a emotional modifier on minus defense because I picked that on turn one because there was no way he was getting to me to make attacks, so I didn't need the minus one attack. Uh, and I needed like I needed fives and I hit the first one and then I missed the second one, <laughs> causing me to absolutely scramble to figure out how to actually finish Gwen goddess of thunder off. So I needed to use like three of my free actions to kill Gwen Goddess of Thunder in the end. Uh whereas I was plan where I was planning to just kill her with only flash. Um yep. so that was a little bit of a pain. Uh if I had managed to actually kill her with that flash attack. Like I had my problems in position too. I just did not could not roll a five. Uh then uh, no, I actually I needed a six. I needed a six. I was thinking I had a thirteen because of um Saint Walker, but obviously a demon in armor, so I wouldn't have. So I did need a six, but I, I did miss the second one of those. Um and then did manage to KO Gwen, but couldn't kill anything else because I missed the the flash attack and needed to use the rest of the stuff. So that left Faust and Venom Magneto, who I had planned to try to kill on that turn alive. Um and then he managed to kill my uh flash and my Green Lantern on his next turn, rolling like a nine or something, <laughs> uh, which was unfortunate for me. Which still puts me ahead, but not by very much. Uh, But to do it, he had to switch his Master of Evil Chase to Ghost Goblin, um, which meant that uh, he had a Ghost Goblin out there. So I used Invisible, actually, he didn't kill Invisible Woman no i didn't say invisible woman i said green lantern and flash and that is what he killed uh i used invisible woman to knock his ghost goblin away from his defense and then i just murdered his ghost goblin because it's a 17 defense with not very good (laughs) powers at that point uh and i had a bunch of outwits so i could get rid of it once it gets off of the uh energy shield and onto a better power um and then i uh like poison faust and venom magneto and make like three attacks trying to kill them and miss them all Um, and then pass the turn back to Denny, uh, and he running shots with Wonder Woman to try to kill my Cosmo, who he had shot to like second last click, last click, something like that. Uh, The tower is up, and he dual targets Cosmo and the Destroyer, who's sitting in his copy of the steel mesh fencing.
3: Oh. He
1: he after the game told me he did know that but just had forgotten in the heat of the moment that if you miss with the tower up it becomes a critical miss which misses all targets yes. so he needed like a five to hit cosmo but he needed a 11 to hit yeah, he'd be uh, a 20
3: 21 destroyer yeah.
1: 21. oh he would be yeah top click 22 yeah yeah uh yeah and he did come in first try uh and you know, he misses, he rolls an 8 and misses, and then he rolls like a 10. He was like one off and was like, did that hit? And I'm like, no, it's still this. <laughs> so he Kurt misses with the with the Wonder Roman attack, and then time is called soon after, and he doesn't manage to kill Cosmo. Um, if he had just killed Cosmo, he still would have been 15 points behind. He had a plan to potentially KO two of my objects and timey exactly which would have resulted in another roll off but uh he didn't get to do it because he missed the first attack um so that was that game uh the tower and destroyer both coming in huge there um destroyer didn't make an attack i literally forgot he was on the map the turn after i brought him in I don't know that I would have made an attack with him anyway. I think he would have had a slightly better chance of killing Faust than like one of my boot attacks or something, so I probably would have. But he was great at getting shot with a 22 defense and causing my opponent to miss the attack on the much lower defense other target. <laughs> that does sound great,
4: yeah.
1: Yeah, so this game was wild. Uh, Denny ends up going for one, making the cut as well, um, because the defensive shell teams were just pretty good when you can skew the dice that far in your favor. You're in yep. pretty good shape. Um yeah, so that was my round three.
3: Round four. Uh yeah, so in round four, I faced uh Brody Bobble Dick, which I think is Denny's son. Yep. Um he was playing a very similar uh Spider-Man team. He was, I believe, uh Sakarian, Carnage Surfer, Spider Man, uh Madam Webb uh, Marvella, and I think it was a Mephisto, um, either a Mephisto or a Saint Walker, I don't remember exactly, um, but yeah, it's, we both kind of realized, okay, let's make a pretty important map roll, uh, I ended up winning it, looked at his maps, saw nothing that big other than Otherworld Castle, so I chose to go first, he put me on the castle, um, and we got did kind of our back and forth, uh, and then my first turn to attack comes up, and I flip the star, which is pretty much dream scenario right there. Um, so I after I Saint Walker TK Saki to running shot break an object, I double TK Spider Man who's, you know, quad perplexed with. Crob from uh, Inquisitor to Wall Crawler, sidestep, pick up an elevated, and then charge, drop the elevated in my square to giant reach punch the uh, Spider-Man and Carnage Surfer, um, and then yeah, through just a normal punch uh, damaging them, and then a flurry, I was able to KO them both um, with a combination of just ping ponging them against the back, just kind of navigating through reducers and stuff. Um, And hitting everything, him missing all the imperviouses. Uh, Star coming in, very helpful. Um, He propped me into multiple hits that were, I think, like 1 in 3s or 1 in 2s that were all hitting with a 14 attack. And somehow Um, didn't make him hit any of his imperviouses either. (laughs) Which I was very scared of and very grateful for. Um, But yeah, I was able to finish that. Uh, He responds next turn by KOing my Spider-Man with uh, his Sicarian. And, um, Madam Web, uh, Madam Web now matters a bit more because I was ignoring her senses before. But if she gets rally die like she was, oh my god, she is terrifying. Um, she can just automatically take a token off to make a friendly character hit super senses. Uh, so without the necro sword, yeah, and clean out there are just entire attacks with her in play that are just like. This attack didn't happen
1: because yeah. you roll the attack. You roll a six in the attack. She takes a six off, puts one back on, and that's the whole attack. We're done.
3: <laughs> Madam Madam Webb is about to be incredibly annoying and played more. Uh, but yeah. Um. So he gets stuff loaded on my web. He ends up canceling my Spider Man. Um. And then it's a back and forth of my Omoe chases plus my Sakarian against his Sakarian. I attack first, take his tokens off. He moves to grab more. And just through these turns, I just kind of KO the rest of his team. I KO his Marvella. I KO his uh, KCGL. I KO his um, Sakarian, And then it's just his... uh, What's her name? Uh, Madam Web Left. And I think on kind of a Hail Mary last action, because I was missing a bit due to not having an outwit with Mephisto dead and uh, her having combat reflexes plus stealth plus uh, her thing, during my last attack, I was able to actually get the hit off to KO her as last action was called to finish up the game. And I think it was about 300 to 120. Um, it was, yeah, it's was just... Nice. It 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 definitely wasn't decided on map roll, but map roll just gives the whatever Spidey goes first just an insane advantage. Um, so I definitely was got pretty lucky with that there. Yeah, if you
1: miss all the imperves, then it can still go the other way. It, sorry, exactly. If you miss all the imperves as the second player it can still go the other way, but yeah. it's an advantage for sure. How about you, As? What was your round four?
2: So round four, um, I played against Nate White because I have to play against Nate White in every tournament. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, he's playing the virtually the same team that Pat played um and won with. Uh, I think they had like very slight differences in map choices. Um which as Jackson said, um, that you know, map is a very big deal. Map was a huge deal in this game. Uh so unthemed versus themed and I lost map. Uh losing oh. map to Spidey is rough, uh, for my squad. So he went to Avengers Tower, which has a lot of like elevated in the middle um had I one map I would have gone to Wakanda and I think the game is very different um because there's no elevated for him to just jump to and I can kind of play around where he puts it and um he can't just pulse wave not uh, force blast me um off the uh off the elevations um. Nate and I go back and forth. Um him and I play very similar styles of where we're gonna fight each other. Um I'm I'm up in the the I'm up in the thick of it, uh, turn one. Uh the other reason that the map was a big deal is because of Carnage Surfer's ability to ignore elevated. Therefore, he was able to shoot Venom Wolverine uh where she couldn't see him. Yeah. Which yeah, that is. a very big deal. I normally I'm like, okay, cool, Carnage Surfer can't shoot her because his range can't be outside of her four. Um, yeah. but when I can't see him, um, it, it's a problem. Uh, so he ends up, um, after some back and forth, he kills Venom Wolverine. Um, he kills two apocalypses. I get absorbing man out. I I KO um, a couple of things. I end up killing Saki. I ended up killing a Mephisto by choosing Quake with Absorbing Man and knocking Mephisto off of a ledge, um, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Nate just kind of overpowered me. I think the game ended up, uh, two, like, 225 to, like, 165. So, I mean, 165 on a loss still feels good. Um, I still have a lot of points. I'm at, like, 800 points at X and 2. All um, well, those points ended up mattering for you, so. Yeah, yeah, big deal. Yeah, I was at like 820 going into the last round at X and 2. Yeah. Uh, so I was playing against
1: uh, Lucas Tom Van Holland, um, who, was hey, playing, <laughs> who was playing the returned uh, 2x2 APOC that nobody has played all year, but shows up at Worlds every year. All gets played at Worlds. <laughs> yeah, just a Worlds figure. We'll see him again next year. Not until then. Uh, So, um, I knew that 2x2 APOC had Blades at one point, because I remember commenting on it, but I'd forgotten until this weekend. It normally didn't matter. Yeah, I'd forgotten until this weekend. I didn't know before I played against him. Um, But, like... You play them with Apoc and Genesis, and suddenly, even if they can get rid of your mastermind, they still have to get through the blades unless they can shoot you. Like, it's just tough. Um, and he was a theme team. He was playing Ruler. He was Apocalypse Scarab, Small Apocalypse, Small Genesis, Mad Jim, and Mephisto. Um, and he took me to Morlock Tunnels. And that is not a good start. <laughs> no. Um one thing I do want to talk about with his team was that he was playing Mephisto with no Masters of Evil chases, which yeah. is something that I had, like, theorized was probably just good because so many people are playing Masters of Evil chases that, like, well, you even get, like, do it Mephisto anyway.
2: Mephisto just at 30 points is oh, worth yeah. 30 points. Yeah. He's just totally amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then you also get the benefit of a bunch of other people uh-huh. activating that trade for you. So exactly. that was really it's cool. Very good call. Yeah. Yeah um yeah so he takes me to morlock tunnels he barriers in i move halfway up across the map he deals one damage by knocking something into a wall with scarab and at wits uh chips sorry not chips cosmo's movement power because like you definitely don't want me to be can't using stuff if you're playing that team yeah. um i get in there and i ko three apocalypse pogs um I do a bunch of like weird little positioning things and try to deal a little bit of damage and just completely fail to accomplish anything. Um, at, like three or four turns into being next to him, I realized that I just really need to get my Cosmo closer so that I can outwit outwit on Scarab. And I don't know why I wasn't doing that before. Um, and then I could have can't use stuff and maybe gotten some KOs. Uh, But the turn that I figured that out He attacks with his Apocalypse Double targeting a couple of things And crits So half my team just dies. And I'm like, okay, well, that's the game. And he yep. just cleans it up from there. And it was like 15 to 300.
4: Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, this was a rough matchup for me, especially if he wins map on Morlock tunnels. It's really, really tough for me to deal any damage. But I did have slightly better counterplay than I found during our Swiss game because I just like hadn't actually thought about the matchup at all. Other than it's probably going to be hard.
2: Um, that it, is, uh, that's going to be a recurring theme of, of there, Lucas, of... Uh, all right, I lost, map. This game's going to be rough. There are a lot of games
1: against Lucas in this <laughs> in this start of report from us. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I lost and I scored no points. So now I just need to win my last game because, like, if I'm 4-1, I make it in. If I am 3-2, I have, like, 500 points, yeah, your points were going into the last round. round. Yeah, so I'm playing, like, yeah, a reasonably aggressive all team. Of a
4: sudden.
1: <laughs> I'm playing a reasonably aggressive team, and I wiped my first game, and my points are still this low. <laughs> yeah uh in large part because i got basically no points this game um so yeah i mean i just need to win my last game uh and then we go into round five do you play jackson
3: uh so round five uh i'm playing logan edwards um who was new kid whose first time at worlds um and he was playing a mission points team and he was doing really well with it so i Like, kind of all Mission Points team, you kind of are pretty scared when you first look at it. Um, His was... the... playing Uatu and The Watcher, so the Mission Point proper from Fantastic Four, and then the new one that swaps to any dial. Um, Indigo 1, Mad Jim, Chip, Molecule Man, uh, KCGL, and... I think that's about it. Um... I don't have the exact build, so... Uh, but yeah, he ends up winning the dice roll, uh, decides to let me pick a map, so I put him on construction site. It's just a very, very good map for a Spider-Man to move around on. Um, His turn one is... He breaks immunity with his chip, Mad Gym, and Molecule Man, so he can sidestep, carry, TK... Molecule man, so he can have a perplexed up range to get rid of all of my Sakarian's object turn one, which is like, okay, that's it's an understandable thing to do, but you're breaking immunity to kind of do it. Um, and he did he just barriers up, and I respond with on my first turn to just perplex up Spider Man and send him in just to flurry. I won't be able to make my crime fighting because I have no way I had an action at this point. Um, But yeah, with the flurry, uh, I'm able to do uh, knockback damage to Chip and Molecule Man to KO them both. And then Mad Jim is left, I think, on his second to last click or so. Um, And then I just kind of slowly moved up everything, uh, kind of perplexing up mainly just my attack because there wasn't any real way he could have damaged me other than, like, make a boot or a chainsaw. So I just kind of went in and stayed in. Um, and that kind of just... From there, he was able to gain a decent amount kind of mission points. I think he got to 14 or so uh, by the end of his second turn. Um, but he was also, I like, had available action, so he was trying to, like, chainsaw Spider-Man, which wasn't working with senses. Uh, and then on my next turn, I was able to just kind of finish cleaning up everything with being able to double flurry on his pretty much entire back line. Yeah, if you can't
1: deal with Spider-Man that's in your face, that double flurry every turn is going to get you pretty
3: quick. And just being able to, like, I could just set in front of his team. Like, I just stayed there. And it just worked. So, I was able to get that out. Uh, I was able to finish out the game 300-0. to Um, Put me at a really solid... 4-1. and I think I had 1,250 points. You were like 6th seed or something, weren't you? Yeah, I was was 6th seed going into cut. Wasn't that Uh, the top 4-1? Yeah, I was the highest 4-1, so I had the best record not going undefeated. You had
2: 1,250
3: Uh, points. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. So this illustrates for
1: your opponent one of the problems of playing the mission point teams, which is that you full score all of the games you win and zero the, all of the games you lose. So yes. you have to win at least four games to make cut. Yeah, because nine hundred points is not enough.
3: <laughs> incredibly risky team to do it with, and it was paying off for a few people. But yeah, in the yep. end, it just yeah. I mean, Spencer White went undefeated. Yep. Um, with his build.
1: Yeah, there's one other mission point team that I want to talk about later, but not until after we're done uh, the
2: actual games we played. Sure. Yep. Uh, So what about you? What was your last round? So my last round, actually, I just pulled it up because I wanted to remember his name, Um, was uh, Eric Adams. Um, I'd never met uh, Eric before, but he was an awesome opponent. Um, Said some really, really kind things that I kind of needed to hear um, because of how down I've been with the game. Um, As everybody knew, I took a long hiatus. So. Yeah, what some of the compliments he he paid to me were a big deal of of getting me back in. So I just wanted to to start with that. Um, he was playing um Spidey, uh Karned Surfer, MoE, um Tyler Hayward. I'm still not sure what Tyler Hayward was doing on the build, um but he moved my absorbing man marker, um and that was annoying. <laughs> um, that was the whole purpose. He just hoped he'd face an absorbing man every yeah. game. And- Move it. um but no, so i mean um, the
1: figure's like fine
2: yeah i'm sure there was a reason it just didn't come up in this game yeah i um, mean he, he can move allied characters half their speed value which is like a powerful effect which is probably great for carnage surfer um especially when you have a tk so um yeah. did he have like
1: abigail brand on that he was swapping off or something
2: no he did not how was he giving sword keyword to anyone then i don't know okay <laughs> I, I think he was using it more for the move and less for the free attack. Oh, oh, yeah. Move, you just don't. I didn't it. notice. Got it. Yeah, I didn't notice that you could move without the keyword. That makes sense. Um, so I move up the map. Um, I kind of do a very similar, um, similar positioning as I had been doing of protecting Venom, Wolverine as best I can, putting the like main target, um, Apocalypses in the mesh. With the warlock um or i put the ones not in the mesh um as the ones without warlock and just kind of made the the number harder to be hit in the mesh on the ones that don't have warlock um he placed an elevated um seven squares outside of my starting area um and people forget that apocalypse has a seven range so i destroyed it um just taking a power action to destroy it because i have extra actions on my my first turn um he uh comes out with Mephisto, outwits combat reflexes on Venom Wolverine, moves, TK's wall crawlers with Spidey, comes in, um, declares the flurry. I then uh proceed to roll out of it because I still have my blades. Yep. Um and he doesn't have another way to get an outwit, so he instead Takes the free uh, action that Spider-Man gets to do and kill my Carnage, um, which is probably a, a, a smart decision instead of giving me, you know, four more rollouts to not kill my Venom Wolverine. Yep. Um, <laughs> then, but the problem is, is now his uh, now his Spider-Man is um, in a very, very bad position because Venom Wolverine can kill Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, because minimum four blades from Genesis plus exploit, plus Necrosword. Um, Very easy. Yeah, so I have Genesis charge Flurry on Mephisto, um, either to... My, my goal was mainly to body block him, but if I kill for him, no that's problem, great. For you mean? Yes, yeah, for, for no problem. But if I kill him, it's great. <laughs> um, uh, she does end up killing him, has prison strike, so the senses is harder to deal with. Um, and then Venom Wolverine gets to charge uh, Spider-Man hits and then hits him the second time, uh needing a six and then I think a five. You had no uh, problem, did you? No. no problem. <laughs> I just realized this. 12 attack.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, you just
3: hit.
2: Uh, it's like, yeah, I can I can kill Spider-Man if I hit. <laughs> um and then once Spider-Man was dead, I just had to advance on Carnage Surfer as quick as possible. Um which ended up being pretty reasonable done because now Genesis is also next to Venom Wolverine um, for the next turn, so that I potentially have a leadership. Um, And the Apox kind of swarm uh, Carnage Surfer, end up getting to uh, kill more of the support staff while just kind of like letting Carnage Surfer try to do breakaways, um, killing the MOE because I don't want Mephisto to keep coming back. Um, then I got Absorbing Man Prime out and my opponent could clearly see that the game was not going to go very well. And unfortunately, this was a win-and-in uh, situation for both of us. We were both X and 2. We had a same um, of points because you got matched against each other, yes. right? Yeah. Um, so he uh, very graciously uh, conceded uh, the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, and to which I end at 3 and 2 with 1120 points which is a very very good point total as I was sure. Yeah. Uh I
1: faced Chase Divert or Debert however you pronounce that sorry Chase uh who was a great opponent the only Spider-Man or Scarlet Witch that I faced all weekend he had both. <laughs> <laughs> oh <well. laughs> uh, the I two don't things that. that like Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect to face both either. Uh, The two things that I sort of built my team to play against, and they were both on the same team, and I didn't face any others. It was very weird. Uh, So this was Spider-Man, Scarlet Witch, MOE Chases, Mephisto, Saint Walker, and Casey Green Lantern. Um, So... uh, I end up going first, and he picks map. I don't remember who won roll and picked this, but that's how it ended up. I sidestep out of my starting area with just uh, carrying Green Lantern out to break his first turn immunity to try to bait my opponent into coming across and attacking just Green Lantern, which he does. <laughs> so he runs across and needs a nine, needs a eleven to hit Green Lantern the first time, and a nine the second time, and misses both of them. Um, and then. He didn't expect me to be able to murder his Spider-Man quite as efficiently as I did, and was just like flabbergasted by this sequence. Okay, so this is the sequence. Um, Cosmo says, no impervious. My Demon in Armor sidesteps, placing my Green Lantern two squares behind Spider-Man. Green Lantern creates a boot diagonally behind Spider-Man, and knocks him back four squares into a wall that he was three squares away from. I then make I then move with Chip carrying Maggot and um uh Saint Walker, make two more boots, knock him into a wall two more times, make a, a poison pog, poison him, outwit super senses because he's off his special power and attack him twice. Yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My opponent was just like, Oh, I guess he's dead.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: and then i used my invisible woman to knock his king killmonger away from the rest of his team and charge with flash to ko his um saint walker and then we had a very funny mix-up because we were both playing green lanterns and my green lantern was in a really weird place where i attempted to attack my own green lantern and we rolled (laughs) dice and then realized that it was my green lantern not his and have to be like uh whoops, Uh, we'll just say I attacked Mephisto and you got shape change, cool, done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that works. It was very funny. Uh, Because his Green Lantern was like, it is starting area still. And mine was literally standing in between his two characters. So it just looked like a place he would have carried his own Green Lantern to. Yeah, makes sense. But it was actually where I put mine to knock his Spider-Man back. It was really amusing. Um... Yeah, and then he spends a turn trying to kill some stuff and just, like, needs nines, and I think he killed something, but I don't remember what it was. Maybe he did kill Green Lantern after that. I think he did. Um, No, he killed Flash, actually, is who he managed to kill. And then on the next turn, I remove the food token and outwit the Impervious on his King Killmonger and charge with Maggot to deal five if he doesn't roll out of it, which he doesn't. So I put him to his last click and then outwit his Invulnerable and poison him to death. Um, And then just sort of spent a couple turns Cleaning up his Scarlet Witch Who was really the last character alive So wasn't really much left to the game After that Uh, Like he had no mobility for his Scarlet Witch At that point right He didn't have a TK left or anything So there just wasn't really much He could actually do Uh, So I just attacked her for a while And perplexed down her attack a bunch So that she needed like 12s to hit anything And eventually killed her um yeah so that was that last game and then it accidentally got recorded wrong so i had to chase him down as he was leaving the hall and get him to come back with me to the judges <laughs> to confirm that i wasn't lying to them and trying to get them to change <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the result that was correct which he was nice enough to come do and didn't seem to mind at all so that was awesome thanks so much chase that was uh, you were a great opponent uh it was it was a lot of fun playing against you um and then uh, I was 4-1 and into the cut. This was also a win and in for us because we were both super low points. So anybody who went 3-2 with our points to vote totals was not making it. I ended up at 19th seed um, into the cut, which was pretty good. Uh, yeah, and then we went and got dinner and planned our matches for the next day. Um, and I was facing Rob Gallagher, who was cool. playing 5-Apox of Genesis and a Wonder Woman. Who are you facing, Jackson?
3: Uh, I was facing Denton Bobbledick, who was playing, as the team you mentioned, for the uh, defensive shell with Wonder Woman and Gwen. Yep. And then as you
1: were playing... I got to play Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> so all people that we've talked about already. Um, so we did a bunch of planning for like what we could potentially do. Uh, and basically my planning, my planning discussions with people came down to I guess I can kill Wonder Woman and then hope something happens. Yep. <laughs> As yeah. your planning discussions w- came down to
2: hope you win map. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was literally, uh, if I don't win map, I, I had resigned. If I don't win map, I don't think I can win the game. And I
1: think that was pretty much correct. I don't, I don't know what you do. <laughs> um, yeah. And Jackson, it was just try to pulse wave basically, right?
3: Yeah, just try to pulse wave and see if I can run in, hit something, run out, and hope I can roll an 11 twice.
1: Yeah, which is not easy to do. Like, obviously, there's a reason people were playing defensive shell teams at a tournament yeah. they expected a bunch of Spider-Man to show up at, so.
3: um,
1: Yeah, so then, the next day, we all show up and play our top 32 matches. So, uh, Jackson, walk us through yours.
3: All right, yep, so, yeah, I'm playing... Uh... Denton's uh build, it's just once again it's prime wonder woman with both their equipments, uh Gwen Goddess of Thunder, Demon in Armor with Cap Shield, Inquisitor, Venom Magneto, and Faust. Um he ends up winning the role, decides to pick map, puts us on I think Desert Wedding is that right. Yeah, Desert Wedding. Um He moves up, uh I destroys all three of my elevated terrain. I have a two uh two by threes and one one by one and he just that's a good idea. takes turn breaking them all um this allows me to just kind of basically wait for the pulse wave tarot to show up which was my plan um and after i do that uh after i basically just like okay i'm gonna go in i'm going to try to hit him with a perplexed up speed and then maybe crime fighting away i go in i need like an 11 uh miss just crime fighting back swap heal do it again next turn he kind of slowly inches up but at the same time he really doesn't have the reach on me so i can just keep kind of taking shots at him until there's an opening um the next turn pulse wave shows up i have to do a play involving uh, perplexing down my own Sakarian's range so I don't also target his Wonder Woman, who is next to a Killmonger with the Pulse Wave. Interesting. Um, Was able to just target his Gwen and Venomagneto. uh, Hits, KOing Venomagneto, getting Gwen down pretty low. Uh, I then send in Spider-Man, who misses. He kind of fighting's back. And then he follows up next turn by coming in with wonder woman to ko my venom magneto and scott crampton pog um i then make a very obvious and big mistake of having my saki basically run to pulse wave his team instead of just going after the gwen that's a 17 with two clicks left that's like six squares away from me um i basically just got greedy and wanted to pulse wave the rest of his team to weaken it for another attack um and then by the time I finished attacking everything through the attacks that I hit, because I was missing, I only needed sevens most of the time, but I was still missing kind of consistently, annoyingly, and Faust was not letting me reroll stuff. Um, so I just basically missed, and then the one attack I was able to get in, uh, he mastermind to Inquisitor, and time was called, and I lost 39 to 35 by a scott crampton again by a scott crampton it, that that was more of just me being just greedy and not going for the clear easy yeah, points that would have bad. instantly won me the game but yeah i not to do that yeah yep but uh, i mean
1: still pretty close game against a matchup that
3: is yeah. not ideal <laughs> and hey this is the highest ever gotten in the world so i'm happy with it and hopefully i'll do better next year
2: absolutely how about you, as? How was Lucas? I'm like Jackson. I don't really feel I got to play the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I lost Matt by one. Uh, he rolled a seven. I rolled a six. Um, we go to Morlock Tunnels. Uh, I move up, and I I feel like I'm, you know, I have solid positioning, at least on my advancement. Uh, he then utters the words, swap. With Mad Jim to shop gauntlets, and to which I immediately realized the mistake in my positioning, um, because I forgot uh, something that a lot of people don't know, is two characters in diagonals Mm -hmm. don't stop knockback paths. Nope. Because it is a place, not a move. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought I had protected Venom Wolverine. Uh, She got shot and then knocked back into a wall. Um, Into which two damage to Venom Wolverine is the worst amount of damage to have dealt to Venom Wolverine. Not on steel energy yet, and also, I mean, it's not actually steel energy, but. Yeah, it's it's off. And also
1: a terrible attack
2: number. (laughs) Yeah, it's off. Yeah. Um, Then um, I I advance further. I make a stupid mistake because I, I partly think, one, like my rust was starting to show again. And two, I kind of started to check out already um, because, like, I just knew I was already so far behind the eight ball. Um, but I didn't have all of my apocalypses based with each other. Um, I had one that was uh, separated to which that one got mind controlled um, and shot another one. And so I lost the sword. Um how do you lose the sword from one
1: sh- from one shot? Shouldn't it or just take stop you to click? Like, but shouldn't that just take you to click? Oh, it's psychic. They blast. have, have stay second I yeah. didn't know they had psychic.
2: Um, and then I, in a last like gasp, I get Venom Wolverine in, uh, to make an attack. I phase in an apocalypse to make an attack, trying to kill, just even just get points and kill death. Um, I missed two attacks on death. I made an attack on small APOC, missed that too, and conceded. He he killed Venom Wolverine on the next turn, and I conceded. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at, at that point, I don't know how you're coming back from that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just a rough matchup.
1: Like, I don't know what you do there.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's Lucas. Him and I always, you know, have great games. Um, yep. I have no shame in losing to him. Uh, top 32 from not having played since January. Um, with a team they, you literally built the night before <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I felt I felt like I did probably about as, bad as, as best as I was going to do yeah definitely you, you did awesome like that's that's extremely good
0: but for sure you owe, you owe Shaggy and a certain actor <laughs> a year at Worlds now uh, uh, I, don't, well, I don't think you want him to
2: use 1% of his power if he gets mad at you unfortunately Shaggy's going to have to learn how to ride a Pegasus for him to get played at Worlds for me now <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. It can be made. You heard it here first.
1: As is committing to next year playing a bunch of Cap Pegasus. It doesn't matter what happens between
3: now and then. Nope. Four sets doesn't matter. Yeah, there's just
0: going to be some random character that has 10 stop clicks on damage. <laughs> I'm so sad.
1: That would be awful.
0: I will
1: be terrible. I hope that never happens. every yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, I my top 32 matchup was against uh, Robert Gallagher, who is uh, nobody's preferred opponent unless they're playing Scarlet Witch. I think <laughs> if yeah. you're not playing Scarlet Witch, you just do not want to see five Apocalypses across the table from you. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, I just couldn't make melee attacks. Uh, so, it, which is my whole team. Uh, <laughs> yeah so my entire plan going into this was kill wonder woman as early as possible preferably on the first turn that it is literally possible to do so and then uh try to go from there and see if you can pick off some or something um jackson saved my life on the way over by reminding me that golden armor makes you only take one damage when you're on top click Yep. yep Which I had forgotten. If you have the Wonder Woman team ability, which I had forgotten, and I was going to attack with my boot before I uh, instead of knocking back because it took him to stop click anyway, and he had one less defense on click one than on click two, but it wouldn't yep. have worked because uh, would have golden armor would have reduced it. So that would have been a huge mistake. Uh, so thanks, Jackson, saved my life yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to help. Literally just a random throwaway. Yeah, Golden Armor reduces it to one. Oh, right. Yeah, I totally knew that. Yep, definitely (laughs) was aware. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so um, Rob's vision of this matchup was clearly quite different than mine. I don't know what he thought was going to happen in the matchup compared to what I thought was going to happen in the matchup, but it was not the same, definitely, because um, he wins map roll, and he chooses to choose map, and he picks Wakanda. Now, in retrospect, this makes sense to me. Because if he picks a map where I can barrier in, I have so many stop signs that I can probably just make it so he never gets to make an attack.
2: Yeah. Um, After you kill Wonder Woman, he just never gets to attack.
1: Yeah. Uh, at the time, I was thinking of what his best way to defend Wonder Woman is. And my thought was just he literally stands in a side room with all of his Apox and Genesis's around her and never yeah. moves. And then just makes a uh an absorbing man and hopes it takes points so that was my theory of what he was going to do in the matchup which was not at all what he actually did in the matchup <laughs> uh so on his first turn he blows up a bunch of blocking um and then leaves his wonder woman just sort of standing at some- somewhere on the map i move over i have chosen can't use with cosmo on super senses because you can't outwit the super senses because then when she goes to the stop click she gets super senses back um i have and then i outwit uh blades and i outwit invulnerable and then i make a boot with chip specifically because i want to lose as few boots as possible in this so that i have them available to knock people back into walls later um and chip can make it once it dies and i attack her and I knock her into a wall to click two to break the golden armor thing and then I attack her putting her onto her last click then I make a second boot with Saint Walker and I knock her into a wall forcing her to use her trait Um, she comes back he rolls a one if he rolls anything more than a one then I have to sacrifice that second boot as well to kill her but since he rolls a one I get to poison her and then knock her back into a wall with Invisible Woman leaving my boot alive and then I go put it next to an Apocalypse so that next turn, potentially, if I need it, uh, I can knock that Apocalypse back into a wall. Yeah. Um, so then he... So, okay. <laughs> he had the worst tarot luck of all time. He flips <laughs> the star on turn one. That's not when you want to see it. Which is the no. card he wants to see the most. <laughs> on turn two, he flips the phasing card. But he actually only has two Apox close enough to do anything with it. Because a bunch of them have split up across the map. Yeah. Yep. Which is really unfortunate for him. Uh, And he literally he has to make a ranged attack with one off of it, which just isn't very good, unfortunately. Um, And he just misses all of his attacks on turn two because I have probs against them and he needs nines. Um, Maybe tens. Yeah. He he mostly needs tens and elevens for ranged attacks sometimes because I have them. He's at a nine and I'm at a 19 on most of my figures. (laughs) so he's just really unlikely to actually hit attacks but i mean he has such a volume of attacks that theoretically he'll hit something eventually um and then on turn two uh on the next turn i roll willpower on cosmo which is fantastic uh so he's untokened again so i get to use him two more times before i have to token him which is huge (laughs) and then i pick no invulnerable and i go ping two Apocalypses into walls to put them onto their stop clicks and then I go to the other side of the map as far away as possible and then I end my turn he flips Hierophant so nobody can modify their stats and comes across and he still needs eights but it's better than tens (laughs) Uh, and he kills my Saint Walker on that turn Um, and then I use Cosmo and I pick no Invincible and I kill one of his Apocalypses and I run away using Flash to the other side of the map (laughs) yep Um, and then and this involved one green lantern leadership to get there and then he's just like super out of position at this point because like he has eight movement and I'm literally all the way across the map at this point Uh, so on the next turn um, some other like some other really good card or something comes up for him and he literally only gets to make one attack off of it oof which was just awful for him. <laughs> Boy, and I then like the and he misses it. Um and then uh I have to clear and then he gets to make a couple more attacks, which he misses, and then I know invulnerable and I put an apocalypse to last and I put two apocalypses to last click and I go to the other side of the map. And then one apocalypse hits my green lantern on the other side of the map and kills him. Um and then I pick no invincible and I kill one more apocalypse and go to the other side of the map. And then <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is how this is going. And then he flips yeah. the star and only gets to make one attack because we pre shuffled at this point. We took like nine turns. <laughs> yeah, small, uh, small. Yeah. Yeah, and then I just have to clear. And then he comes in and he needs another ten, and he rules it this time, and he kills my invisible woman, um, and puts my Cosmo to last click because of the extra one damage from being next to debris. Yeah. Um, I had barrier dots. So Cosmos still play. has the
2: speed power on
1: last click, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. Oh, okay. And I have that's no way to kill approach. him. So at yeah. this point, I basically can't kill an apocalypse. Yeah. Um. And then I run away to the other side of the map, and time gets called. Yeah, which is yep. fair. <laughs> I mean, we took like nine turns. We took enough turns. <laughs> this was not <laughs> yeah. a low turn game. Yeah. I I had one game this tournament where I took literally three turns, and that's including the one where nothing happened. <laughs>
2: I was so, about to ask you guys. This was a lot. I at least for me personally, I feel like this is the fastest the game has ever been since I've been playing. Yeah. Um, the game feels be- that it's being played at a much faster pace. Or at least the, game's, my games. the game itself is leaning to a faster-paced game.
3: Yeah. It's slowly getting a little bit better. It's still definitely, you know, not fully there, but I've definitely noticed that. You know, especially especially amongst players who know their team so well, you can really go through everything very quickly.
1: Yeah. So after the game, Rob's like,
3: man, you only had to make
1: you only made like one attack the entire game for getting my attacks on Wonder Woman at the start. Because I literally (laughs) at one point I shot one of his apocalypses with Destroyer mostly to take it off the map. So there wasn't the possibility of him like picking Flurry with Absorbing Man and somehow killing it. Because it wasn't yeah. <laughs> doing anything on the map, so I was like, eh, I guess I might as well take it back off. <laughs> yeah. And that was literally, I literally made three attacks this game. That is it. Hilarious. Um, And I won, like, 130 to 110 or something. Like, it was a pretty close Dang. game. Yeah, uh, close. He got the extra points on two of the things he KO'd off of Search for Amit's team. So... Uh, it was pretty, and and he got my blue ring because I forgot to drop it, and then we realized that he definitely would have just taken the action if it was on the map. Yeah, yeah. Like, two turns later or something, I looked at the apocalypse that he just had standing next to where it should have dropped with three damage that he hadn't done anything with since, and I was like, yeah, we can just call that destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently the judges didn't rule that if you forgot, it was automatically destroyed, but it felt oh, yeah. extremely fair in this uh, particular case, <laughs> because, like, there was no reason for him not to score those extra 10 points if he could avoid it. He also did a good job like picking up his equipment from the things that I killed with some of his other figures so that I couldn't KO it. So that was that was a good
2: play it's by him. trying to deny you getting points. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, yeah, so I made it through to the top 16, which I was overjoyed by considering that I'd played my team twice. <laughs> This, yeah. this specific version, and nice. was extremely unconfident in it because my experience of practicing it was playing against Emily and she just rolls 10s.
2: <laughs> clearly top top 16 is an easy
1: opponent for you, right? Yeah, yeah, and I definitely didn't misread the bracket and not know who I had to face in the top 16 if I won, <laughs> uh, which was Lucas. Um, yeah, I mean, so this has now happened to me twice in, the la- in my last two tournaments, where I lose to somebody in Swiss, I make it to Top Cut, I play the first match of Top Cut, and then I immediately have to face the person I lost to in Swiss again. <laughs> uh. So, it wasn't ideal. Uh, this matchup is terrible. I channeled all of my luck, and I somehow won map roll. Alright, already do it better than me. Yeah, so, so I have a chance. If we're inside, I don't know what my chance is. So I move up halfway across the map, he knocks my flashback, and deals one damage to it or whatever and I don't remember exactly how that worked and then I make a play where I double TK forward my Cosmo to double target mind control his Mephisto and his Apocalypse nice where if I hit this I have I need a six with his prob to kill his Scarab okay and I missed three sevens in a row well I I think he used his Apocalypse's prob so you know I missed this attack Um, and he, when I declared the mind control and he missed his shape change, he just looked at me and he was like, I did not expect this at all. And this is horrible for me.
3: Oh no. (laughs) I was was watching your guys' game and he was legitimately, it looked like he was panicking. He's just like, I, oh my God, I did not think of this at all.
1: Yeah. Afterwards he was like, oh my God, my heart will not slow down. (laughs) So (laughs) I I missed that attack, which was pretty awful for me um but like yeah. so i did the calculations afterwards because there were two more attacks needing sevens that i make in this game that i also miss and if i hit any of those three i kill his scarab before he kills anything on my team and i can just move away and then i'm up like 65 to like 20 i think he killed maybe my green lantern before one of those attacks and yeah. he has to come across the map and break his formation and then i can clean some other stuff up um, but instead, I missed all of them. But I did the math, and it was actually only 6% unluckier for me to miss all of those than it was for him to lose map roll. So,
4: like, honestly, <laughs>
1: I just channeled all of my luck into map roll. I really yeah. can't complain about my dice l- luck for the rest of the game.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: fair. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like... After that, I move up and he knocks my Cosmo back so that I have to TK Cosmo back up if I want to mind control again. I decide that I don't want to mind control because it requires hitting two attacks instead of one, and his Scarab is double tokened, so he can't regen. So I just attack Scarab with Cosmo and put him to last click. Um, And then I follow up with a boot attack on Scarab, needing a seven and miss. And then the next turn, I follow up with another boot attack on Scarab, needing a seven and miss, and he gets to regen back to top click. And then eventually, I uh, hit with another Cosmo attack and make a boot attack to kill Cosmo. But at this point he's killed my green lantern and I have to break my formation completely to get that last boot attack off. Yeah. So I just don't have the 19 defenses that I need anymore. I just like needed to kill Scarab or I lost that turn basically. So I didn't have a choice because otherwise he can just regen back up again. <laughs> yeah. um, and like, shift around so I can't get to him. Uh and during and to get in, I used my invisible woman to knock his genesis out of position so that I could get a boot to punch over Mephisto, which he also didn't see coming. <laughs> so at that point he was just like, "You're completely outplaying me. I have no idea how I'm still in this game." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the luck happened and I missed all the sevens until it was too late. And yeah, I mean, the turn I killed Scarab it tied us at 70 points because of the stuff that he had killed. And then um, He killed, like, also my Saint Walker, the turn that I killed Scarab, and I just didn't actually have any chance to kill anything else at that point. So, the game was over there. I forgot my Destroyer for this entire game, because I'm just terrible at Remember Destroyer, but by the time he killed anything, it was mostly too late, so I honestly don't think it really would have mattered. I just needed to kill his Scarab before he could kill anything on my team, and I just didn't hit the 7s. So. Lucas got through uh his team was awesome uh he played it really well it was a really bad matchup for me obviously a little better on an open map than it was on Morlock tunnels but still not great so congrats to him and uh he ended up making it to top four which was fantastic uh and then he lost to Zane uh who ended up coming second because uh there's a Scarlet Witch on that team which he managed to dodge the entire weekend
2: before that which was pretty awesome for him um Devin, your game made me want to touch on something for anybody who's listening um who's like considering getting into like competitive or, or you know in it, but never really thought about it um and that's make plays that just sound wild absolutely yeah. like, don't be afraid to just do it like most players like don't adapt very quickly to the unexpected um. So, like, with how aggressive that I was playing all weekend, a lot of players kind of get put off by that. And so, if you can put your opponent on the back foot by doing something they didn't expect, it's a be- it's a benefit for you. And, honestly, you never know if it's going to work out or not. Yeah. So.
1: I mean, this was the only time that I have ever made either a ranged attack or a mind control with Cosmo. Yeah. <laughs> like, in my, like... I don't know, 40 games of Cosmo or something, because I've played a lot of that figure. So (laughs) this was not a play that was in my playbook either. It was just looking at the board and being like, well, I can't get in there. Who can? His figures. Great. I have mind control technically. Let's use that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And it almost You got to commit to the bit. Yeah. Yeah. So just don't be afraid to just do something weird. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, is
1: like there's a bunch of plays that people just don't think of making that Mm -hmm. new games. So just think about all of the tools you actually have at your disposal. And this is the style of team that I tend to build. I build toolboxes. I like to have options for every scenario. Um, This particular one was one that allowed me to not roll dice much, which is nice. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, the whole concept was just have a bunch of options and use them as effectively as you can in any scenario, which made it a pretty hard team to play in a lot of scenarios. Yep. <laughs> but it also meant I got a lot of compliments on it for, by other good players who were like, wow, I never would have thought of pairing those figures together, but this looks like a really cool team. So I was really happy to
3: uh,
1: get to play against all the good players and get some compliments on my team building this weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: great.
1: Um, and then after the tournament was over... We got the best prize from the tournament. Oh, we should talk about prizing, <laughs> but oh, not until yeah, after, after this. Oh um, the best prize of the tournament was our player cards. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, those were so good. So Dial H took pictures of all of us after the round of 32. Um, and they took pictures of our teams and of us. Uh, I don't know. They didn't do anything with the pictures of the teams yet, but maybe they will at some point. I, I keep hoping are going to
2: pop up because
1: I did
3: a really cool one. Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't arrange mine. I don't know what they did with mine. Uh, I didn't do mine, but I could just use Isaac's. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> True.
1: I know Isaac did. He was right beside me. Um, so Dial H took these pictures, and they turned them into, like, basically new-style Heroclux cards, but with us on... a picture of us on the right, and the team we played on the left, and then uh, our sidelines down where the dial would be and then keywords up at the top and they were fantastic yeah, they the, were really the players different. keywords yes. yes the players keywords which were frequently um stuff that the that the stuff on their team had because you know they didn't know enough about every single player in the top 32 to give yeah. them all unique based on their yeah. personality or whatever keywords but um they also did keywords based on the person if they knew stuff one of my favorites jackson's cosplayer keyword
3: (laughs) yeah i was i was wearing uh, a robe like uh, adam friedman does just because i was like yeah screw it it might play better and it kind of did so i was like okay that was fun so i just wore the robe the entire time so they gave me the cosplayer keyword it was Um, awesome i was the only
2: one that got the tcg player keyword Mm -hmm. that was good
3: yeah they gave me the lantern corpse i was very happy about that I didn't get any, like, particularly unique
1: keywords, although Canadian is a funny one. Um, <laughs> but I did get the uh, maggots from the Marvel Legends maggot figure Devin wrapped around my shoulder, picture. which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, the picture's great. I'm holding maggot and pointing to him with my other hand, mean mugging perfectly, and yep. have the maggots wrapped around my shoulder. I love my flyer card it's, a lot. It's the mean mug that, that does it for me. Yeah. great. <laughs> uh and they um they did this thing where they like slightly pixelated them yep. to look like like fighting uh, fighting game like a, avatars like
3: choose your character in a fight yeah game, which yeah.
1: on my phone looked just sort of blurry i was mm-hmm. like why are all of these pictures blurry but now that i've looked at it on a large screen it actually looks really good um yes. it was just at the small size on my phone the the pixelation didn't render and it just looked blurry but on on a larger screen it looks awesome it's
2: a a good choice based on Uh,
1: the the stuff they had available to them
2: two uh two of the funniest things at least for me personally that came out of those fight cards other than jackson's cosplayer keyword um was one the three of us have jsa clicks written differently (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) um and i was given the champion keyword and TJ was not.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they also gave
1: team champions sometimes the champions keyword and sometimes the champion keyword. And then they gave people who played Miss Marvel the champions keyword sometimes as well. So it's hard yep. to tell the difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, but I mean, the they team. did all of this in an afternoon.
2: So yeah. it's incredible. Huge, huge bump to them. Yeah, it's great. Um, it was so awesome. And and I had completely forgotten about the team builds uh, for a little bit, and I'm like, man, I really hope they release those pictures, because those, those are going to look really cool, too. Yeah. And then there was Rob Gallagher with the ruler, 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 ruler. ruler, <laughs> ruler, ruler, ruler <laughs> literally ruler, just one word,
1: like six rulers in a row. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Great. There were some good jokes on
2: here. Oh. Uh, the, my favorite joke one was on Isaacs. Oh. He has the robot keyword. <laughs> Also, celebrity, which is also pretty good. Yeah, that's. that's but Isaac gave me getting the robot keyword made me laugh for a good solid couple of minutes. His picture is also great. He's like mean mugging, yes. holding the his hand that's wearing the Infinity Gauntlet.
3: It's good. Yep, it's awesome.
1: Um, yeah. So they were these are fantastic. Everybody should check them out if you haven't on the Dial H uh, for HeroGlicks Facebook post. Um, it's really great. I'm so happy to have mine. I've been showing it to all my friends and stuff. It's, it's a lot yeah, of fun. it's great it's, that you all got
0: one because you all played so well.
1: Yeah, I mean, all of us on here who played made top 32, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, especially given as a nice low expectations going in. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I hit exactly my expectation. I wanted to like make top cut, and I did. So it's yep. exactly what I wanted. Um. Yeah, so now...
1: Okay, so now let's talk about the prizing and then any interesting builds we want to talk about that people played at Team World, uh, Worlds. Um, the prizing was terrible. <laughs> I, I made top 16 of Worlds. I got worse prizing than winning the average Battle Royale that weekend. Like, significantly yep. worse. My total prizing value was like $40 or something. I came second in a Battle Royale, picked up a Watcher, and that was probably worth more than all of my prizing.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it yeah. it was very bad. And, like, also, like, the winners got, what, like, Rise and Fall Chase Prime sets, and then they got, like, an Empire faction Empire. set, which is cool. Yeah. They both rotated the next day. Yeah. And like, it I also was legal like, the winning, they got handed yeah, <laughs> it. It was. They got... but also, like, top I was part, also looking at one of the Chase Prime sets for Rise and Fall, like, four of the figures were broken, and I was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's, like, top 32 at Worlds in
2: Singles, and we got Batmite, wonder superman and wonder woman and two like bag con from like three years ago yeah it's awful they need to go back to giving out the buyable and winnables for
1: worlds i don't know why they stopped doing this they used to do it they but now literally i understand the people who played in battle royales instead of worlds because it was better prizing yeah. I wouldn't because I enjoy competitive Heroclix a lot more than I enjoy battle royales. But yes, it makes sense from so. just a pure like showing up to the event and trying to get your money's worth perspective.
3: Yeah, there are people uh, that are uh, walking away with like multiple ultra chases, like mm-hmm. they made
2: their money back well. Yeah, I spoke to Scott Diagostino um, on Sunday before before we hit the road, um, and I know a lot of other people did specifically. We I went to him to like hey I know a lot of people are coming to you but I feel like the more people that bring this to you probably the better Um, to bring back that feedback of how, how poor the prizing was to the competitive player base like that it, it really like for all intents and purposes it was a slap in the face unless you won
3: yeah if you did not get top four was okay
2: ish. Anything below that was absolutely abysmal. And he feasible.
3: he had mentioned
2: um, that there were there were some issues over the last couple of years with COVID and everything. He said next year they they they're like give us some faith for next year that it should be better. Yeah, I mean, I hope to see it, but also yeah. the excuse of issues over COVID only goes so far because they
1: had the content leads, they I just understand. didn't give them to us.
3: <laughs> they gave them the battle royales and didn't give them yeah, to us.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yes. And like yeah, I mean. I hope they fix it for next year. It's great that they've said they will.
2: We'll see. <laughs> yes, yep. absolutely. I I guess that so my 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 final thoughts coming out of Memphis before we go into like the builds was this weekend um and I I know I made a post on clicked off. Um this weekend made me remember why I love this game um and why I still play it because the community is so great. Um the weekend helped kind of rebuild some of my faith in WizKids. It's not all back. That's gonna really like next this next year is gonna be a big deal for it. But I wanna thank this this community for being as amazing as it is because I wasn't sure I was gonna come back before before worlds.
1: Yeah, got to meet some really cool people and a lot of people that I knew. Like I'd never met either of you in person. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that, that was yeah. it. As and I had technically met, but, like, we didn't know each other at the time, yes. so it didn't really count. So, really, I met both Jackson and As in person for the first time this weekend, which was yeah. great. It was great. Got to have some good dinners, some good chats. It's a good time.
4: Yeah, yeah. for sure.
1: Um, yeah, uh, I guess any other final takeaways on Worlds? Jay, Jack? Uh,
3: I would love if they keep evolving on the uh, Termin app they used, because I think they were mentioning that, if all goes well, they might try to do uh, score reports in it next time. So, yep. we might not. So, like, if they keep evolving that, that'd be phenomenal. If we yeah, could I mean, that was the...
1: the longest time between rounds, right? The judges having to go around and find
3: all the yeah. scores. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if, give them the norm. like we could theoretically actually start rounds like 10, 15 minutes after, like, reasonably, not super long, or even so- sooner than that. Like, it, it can just, I think keep evolving on that. It'd be great.
4: Yeah, and I think they will.
2: It was wild. It was widely met with with uh, praise. So I can't see them not wanting to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it made it a lot easier for them too.
1: So there's really no reason for them to not want to not want to continue. Sure. Uh, Jay, any takeaways on the weekend me from you?
0: Oh gosh. Um, well, I got to see people play theme. That was fun, and uh, I'm sure people had fun playing Pulp, and that was cool. Uh, So yeah, alternate formats, getting support was good. Uh, I ran the theme event, so it was good to actually uh, see that up close. Um, Did not get to see as much modern as I wanted, but uh, I don't know. You guys all continued to play well, and that means that Aircooks is probably fine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um on the theme topic, by the way, huge shout out to to his name is Michael. Yeah. Was guy that Michael Cornichek, who yeah. went 4 and 0 in modern and dropped to go play in theme. Yeah. That was awesome, man. Like Like yeah. <laughs> just conceded
1: rude. his last game. It was like, uh, who cares about my seeding? It doesn't matter."
2: And then yeah. apparently proceeded to to make nine attacks in one turn in the finals game. Yeah, wow. he was playing Ultra Face Thanos with all the gems. Yeah, and yep. he rolled like eight tens in a row. That's amazing. Yeah, he won with that.
1: He, he dropped from. He, modern. He lived my, my dream. He thing. did.
0: He did the big thing with Q Prime. He. That's my dream. Yeah, that's awesome.
3: That, that was like such a baller move, Michael. It was great. And uh, and also on
1: the topic of alternate format, shout out to Lucas who managed to win Pulp and then top four Modern. That's
2: yeah. an incredible weekend. Yeah, it was great yeah lucas went he won pulp top eight teams and True. top four singles so like yeah i mean he just did incredibly in every tournament he played lucas yeah. in, in my opinion is one of the best players in the world I mean, and, it, in it, contrast it's hard to my, argue with that yeah in contrast to my one to six
1: going into modern <laughs> emily and i going into modern were a combined one to eleven <laughs> We were, we were so depressed.
4: <laughs>
1: uh, all right. Um, yeah, so there's a couple of team builds that I wanted to talk about just because they were interesting, even if they're not necessarily relevant going into the future. Uh, there was um, Darren Gendron's build, who was playing a mission points team that he ended up 3-2 with, very close to making the cut, who was playing Kate Pride, with really? flash with flash with the cloak and tempo which allowed him to carry uh carry over to his opponent's starting area, make the Kate Pride bystander, tempo its speed up so that it could move far enough to get TK back into his starting area and score the four mission points in one turn.
4: Holy shit, that's, that's awesome, awesome, dude. Awesome. Right? That's, I was yeah, just chatting was...
1: to him, I'd met him in Lion earlier in the weekend, and I was just chatting to him after the cut, and I was like, oh, how'd you do? And he was like, 3-2, I was playing Mission Points, I was like, oh, just a normal thing? He was like, no, let me explain to you what my Mission Points was. I was like, oh my god, that's incredible. Yeah. he <laughs> was so good. And he was playing uh, Tarot, the figure, to go through his Tarot deck more uh, quickly. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which I think seen... is a great choice for yeah. Mission Point teams.
0: Wait, was the Tarot deck that important for that team? <laughs>
1: Yeah, i mean he still had the Endigo one thing going on oh gotcha the Endigo one watcher thing yeah That's so that was awesome cool. uh that was just a really interesting team it didn't quite make top cut but like he went three two with it it did really well um and then uh the other one that i wanted to talk about was rob olger who made top eight who was playing both merlin and demon in an armor on one team um i thought a lot about playing merlin and ended up deciding that Demon in an Armor was just better Merlin. I never considered playing both. <laughs> so he was playing Merlin, Demon in an Armor, Sicarian Iron Man, Saturnine, Saturnine, Nimrod, Green Lantern, Scott Crampton. Uh, and it worked fantastically uh, until he lost to, I want to say, Zane. I'm pretty sure it was Zane, because, uh, I mean, Carnage Surfers just don't care about the reaction limitation basically no. i imagine and scarlet witch is pretty hard for that team as well yes um but i mean really cool team build uh wish i'd thought of it i probably wouldn't have actually played it anyway but it's a very good idea and he was also playing nimrod prime the only nimrod prime i've like ever seen anybody who did well at a tournament play
2: <laughs> i like nimrod brow
1: i like him yeah yep but at 35 so not not what you wanted, us Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this team was really cool. Uh, it was basically impossible to hit attacks against, right? Like, you have Merlin yeah. double Saturnine, <laughs> demon in an armor. How are you hit a good attack against that if you're not pulse-waving? Okay. I watched afterwards the YouTube video of... I mean, I skipped through it, but the YouTube video of Mike Eskew versus him, and it just looked like the most miserable time as the Animals player to run into uh, yeah. this team. Yeah. 'Cause like animals hates Merlin in general. Yep. Yeah. So if you're playing double Miss Marvel animals and you also run into a demon in armor, so you can't hit attacks, it's just like, okay, I guess I lose.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Pretty pretty hard full counter. Yeah. Um shout out to everybody who played maggots. There was a surprising number in the top thirty two. There were four teams playing multiple maggots. Um there were three of them were animal themed, and then one person I think it was Michael Kornichuk again. Yeah who was playing Triple Maggot, Lockjaw, St. Walker, Leech, Moonstone.
4: <laughs> which <laughs> I, I had never
1: it. saw coming. Batman and Dr. Aaliyah Greger. <laughs> this teams very cool. I tried to build Dr. Aaliyah Gregor teams, like, way back when Maggot and Aaliyah first came out. But the positioning on her was just really hard. So I never, uh, I stopped. Um, but
0: Well, and then yeah. Collector came out, and then that just, like,
1: yeah, fell through. That too. And then collector went away again, and he was playing leech with the cloak. <laughs> like this team was really interesting. Fine uh, hand, oh,
0: wow. Let's
1: he made cuts it. successfully and played three maggots. So you know, I'm happy.
2: <laughs> um, I'm gonna give a shout out here. Um, not because I thought the build was interesting, but that I thought it took a whole lot of guts to play it. <laughs> I know what you're. Um, I know exactly. you Is gonna uh, play. is Logan <laughs> who yep. played Full Point Apocalypse? Uh huh. Wow. I, I, I talked to him and he's like, "Yeah, I played it." I'm like, "You didn't play a single Scarlet Witch, did you?" And he's like, "No, I didn't." Or like multiple people who could make constructs?
3: Yeah. 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 Or people I'm just like, don't expect. do that. Yeah. He was just incredible. I I don't know how he managed it, <laughs> <that> but <time>. great. <laughs> Works really I, well. He made I cut. don't know who we lost to in cut, but that's great. Yeah, I
1: don't
2: know. I don't know what the matchup was
3: there either. Yeah.
2: But yeah, I mean in a in an environment where there are either uh you just die or you don't get to play the game. Big respects to bringing that. Yep. Just and I mean care. There are definitely
1: some matchups where like your opponent either has to zero zero loss you or Attack and hope they kill you, and if they don't, you win. Yeah. So, pretty good. He's he's probably pretty happy he didn't play against many Scarlet Witches or me, but... Yes. It yeah. honestly has a pretty reasonable matchup into a lot of other things. Yeah. Against, uh, I can literally just barrier him in forever and also say he can't use whatever defense power he's on.
3: Yeah. While poison, poisoning, so, yeah. He,
1: he would not be happy playing against me, but most things he has honestly a totally reasonable matchup oh also the other build that nobody expected to make top cut Scarlet Witch Loki 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 Loki, oh, Loki. Yeah. Scott Full Crampton Carnage
2: Scarlet. Hulk yeah 150 points Scarlet Witch like <laughs> wild it's it's great Mad <laughs> respects for that yep because I want high pointed figures <laughs>
3: I would love to see more like we're going to be in a meta that can play them. It's just, man, I probably going to be wild. Yeah. But we'll see. Absolutely.
1: Uh, any other builds? Anybody saw that they want to talk them?
2: Mm. Oh yes, there was one other one. Um, the masters of evil Thor team up build. Um, that I am pretty sure I saw one, or at least I heard talkings of it but the thor team up card is real good yep um that if he's on a master of evil theme team obviously you have to be highlander um when, an, when a friendly character damages an opposing character it can't be reduced below two that's yeah, really that's good. good that's very it with good some poisons yeah and then you just play a bunch of ghost goblins <laughs>
0: Yeah but then
2: you gotta play that Thor You do have have to play that Thor If you are playing that Thor To effectively make all of your characters Deal unavoidable damage That's not bad
4: Might be worth it
2: Um, So I thought that was cool It is cool for sure
1: Yeah Yeah I think that's just about it All I can think of at least Anybody else have anything they want to talk about on the episode?
0: No, I think so. I mean, I thought it was cool that they were a quarter of the field for top 32 at Green Lanterns. Yeah. Yep. For PCGL. I mean, really good. I love that. Great figure. I think, I think he was the most common construct maker, but he's also the cheapest, so that makes sense.
3: Yep. Gonna yep. be
0: Obviously, we have a 15.1. To see more play than the twenty point one so that is uh we might how math works.
3: We'll have it. We'll yeah
2: right we'll now. see.
0: It does I have flex as well, so it probably will.
2: I'm hoping somebody does uh what you did, Devin, for oh god was it the first Florida event? Oh the
1: collecting the whole spreadsheet,
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Everything that's I would like. be
2: very interested to see what like the most
1: commonly played figures. I was uh, tempted, but also well, the rotation happened, not just, so it's not, like, relevant information.
0: Yeah. Can you not just do that on HC units or whatever?
1: Oh, uh, I guess you can. So you could do the top 32, but it's more interesting when you can get more and, like, yeah. see how many of them made top cut versus saw play. The only reason I'm actually interested for this tournament is I want to know how many people played Spider-Man and didn't make top cut versus yep. played Spider-Man and did because there was so much Spider-Man hate in the field, but a Spider-Man still won and there were still quite a few in cut. So I'm curious yeah. whether that came out to um, nobody like the,
3: the, the hate, hate wasn't enough, enough or the hate was enough. I, that
1: there were just a lot
3: of Spider-Mans. I think Spider-Man is just a unique example of like there's pretty much always a way around it. Like yeah. it's just it's. I, I never in this tournament had a problem with the defense other than just missing attacks and or making bad plays. But like, yeah, you just you find a way around pretty much everything, whether it be, you know, dropping terrain or swapping into another outwit or saying they can't use a protected outwit, whatever. Like there's a lot of things you can do. But it is also less relevant now without the uh, yeah, necrosaur exactly. to know how well Spidey did. So uh, that was <laughs> it just a doesn't quite seem worth. Putting the effort in for me, unfortunately. But it's if somebody did, it, it'd be Spidey, because cool. I'm gonna assume I always have the Necrosword effects active, because that's the only yeah. thing I've played them with. <laughs> gonna knock people back into walls and be like, "You take one damage," and then you will be like, I, "I have
1: a reducer," and you're gonna be like, "I know. Wait, no, you're right." <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wait, no, I don't have Giant Reach. I'm not holding an object. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's gonna be some interesting stuff there. Uh, we'll see how Spidey Prime does. Yep. Um,
0: the important thing is that we were right the one time. We don't want to be right again.
1: all right i think that'll uh oh wait i just want to shout out um the woman who runs the peanut butter sandwich bar in the hotel (laughs) fantastic
2: no she tried to steal my cashews
1: (laughs) she also at one point when i was wearing my like black shirt with a flower pattern on it told me that she has the same shirt as me oh and offered to wear it so that we could be twins and i told her she definitely should (laughs) wow Wow. and emily and i showed her how to turn the dials of some hero clicks that somebody had gifted her it was great
0: that's so cool
1: (laughs) made the evenings a lot of lovely yep yeah i mean i may not love memphis as a location but specifically that part is pretty good
2: (laughs) yeah like yeah raceland is a very nice place to have the events Specifically, the hotel at Graceland is very nice.
1: The it's surrounding area is
2: less so, but the hotel's nice. No, the hotel is very nice.
0: It was also longer to get from the hotel to the convention center, just longer than I remember, but it was not that bad.
2: We, no. I, I drove over every day, so... I, I, I walked every day, it wasn't that we bad. We walked pretty much every day, yeah.
0: I think I only got a ride back, like, one time, so, like, I yeah. But
3: it was. I never experience. walked back, because we always just went out to dinner or something, but... Yeah, Drax
2: yeah. spent a lot of time in the back of uh, the back of our car. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> All right. I think that'll wrap things up for us today. I want to thank Az, Jackson and Jay for joining me today. Mm-hmm. Um I want to thank our patrons whose support helps us bring you this without paying out of pocket for hosting fees. Uh, we have Podbean links in the description if you want some affiliate codes for various things there. We have all the useful social media, mostly our Facebook group. There is technically other stuff. <laughs> I want to mention some affiliates of the show. We have Raina Adams, Happy Little Hero Clicks. We have Aries with Dish and Up Clicks. They both have various things, mostly Patreons and a Facebook page and YouTube channel. And then ClicksNexus.com. Also, Dial H, they just did fantastic, fantastic coverage this weekend.
4: Uh,
1: it's, a, it's awesome to have them in the community and like, last year when i couldn't make it it was fantastic to see the much smaller scale stuff that they were doing to try to keep people up to date so the really expanded stuff this year was really really cool to see um thank you so much for listening we hope you make sure you have fun the next time you play hero clicks whether it's competitive or casual